waiting late at night, Friday night, and we're somewhere in Queens. You're right here with us in fucking Queens. It's Friday night, we're in fucking Queens. Um, it's Friday night, and we're in fucking Queens. It's Friday night, and I'm in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from the garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this much as grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said O-R-I-A-M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Conan Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, What's your favorite it? radio station? I have from the garage. Like a psycho <laughs> walks into this shit. Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound It's gonna ever keep me down. Live. From the I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, baby? John Hulan, fuck you. Yeah, you're right, Kazuga. It is fucking judgment night up in this piece. All day and all night. It is Judgment Night here on Live from the Barrage. We're happy to uh, have you with us. I'm here with Ryan and Hairdo. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. You guys, mics working? I thought you were talking to the audience. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am. Well, oh. I'm talking to all you guys. I didn't know what the <laughs> Ah, crap. What the hell? Check, check. I'm trying to. Hmm. How's it going? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You sound sexy when your mic's off. How's it going now? I got nothing. I don't understand. Nope. Uh, should we move down the line? You sure some XLR cables on, fuck? I don't know. Or switched? Yeah. Try. Mm. Hello. Nope. Nope. Gonna move to a different mic for now, and then I'll figure it out. I like it over here. I know, <laughs> but we can't spot. hear you. <laughs> That's okay with me. <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining us here. Whichever one you want, there, it's fine. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't like you this close to me. Yeah, I know it's very cozy. I, your computer's I, over there. I don't. I don't care for this at all. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What can we do? This thing smells funny. <laughs> <laughs> can you switch the guest mic with your mic? Uh huh. And then, uh, yeah. And then I'll just uh, we'll adjust. We'll adjust on the fly. Yes, there, Dovey. There are guests scheduled tonight. The Independents, or a horror rock, punk rock, ska band, they'll be calling in, and uh, they'll be calling in around 8.30. We'll talk to them for a little while, and we have a big guest. There are guests, many guests. Tonight, we have Tony Rettman, who literally wrote the book on New York Hardcore. The book is called New York Hardcore, NYHC, uh, 1980 to 1990. It's all testimonials from... Uh, from uh, hardcore legends, luminaries of the era in New York on the Lower East Side in the 80s. We'll be talking to him. I was kind of hoping he would come in. We're going to have him on the phone. we got lots of questions for them, questions for the independents. we got guests, though. Like, Where would you hear this? No guests. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. we got guests. Too many guests. Guests up the wazoo. Uh, the Independence used to be managed by Joey Ramone up until his death. 
They would play the Joey Ramone birthday bashes. Joey was a big fan of the band. Go follow them on Facebook. <laughs> Maybe on the Twitters. Yeah, follow them. On, I, I look for them on the Twitters. I couldn't find shit. Really? Yeah, but they do have like 8,000 Facebook fans. That's pretty big. Yeah. That's I've, a lot of people. I've been on Twitter three times. Yeah? I just can't catch on to it. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's 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 <clears throat> it's laborious. It's hard to read back things backwards. Like Norm McDonald's writing a story last night, telling stories about meeting people on a train. We used to take trains everywhere. and It's, you know, it's... It, you have to read the story backwards. You seem to be doing it right. I know just from hearing what you have to say or whatever you may post on uh, on Facebook about your Twitter experience, you you seem to be following the right people. And uh, I don't know. I hardly tweet. I tweet about the show, and then once in a while, I'll throw a tweet in there. <laughs> and you mix it up with some uh, some TV personalities <laughs> once in a while. And- you got to mix it up. You got a scrap. I, I was really impressed with that R. A. Dickey thing a few years ago. <laughs> that really, that really blew me away. Yeah, sometimes you get lucky and people answer you. Who knows? You know, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I think it goes past luck, though. Bring up that guy. There you go. There you go. Hi, hairdo. You know what it is? I figured it out. What? The XLR cables have been switched. Oh. Between these two. Really? Yep. Sabotage. Mm. See, I don't know what goes on down there when Mario gets here mm. and it's a clusterfuck. Who knows what they're doing? Switching cables. Yeah, no, it took me a minute, but I, I got to the bottom of it. So, All right. Here we go. Hairdo's here. All right, let's get this shit on the road. <laughs> uh, no Pat tonight. He's got work in the morning or something. He's got a boiler emergency. so we Working on the boiler. Well, hopefully uh, Tommy Rockstar will be here. I think Tommy knows the dudes from the Independence, too. I was talking to Tommy last night. I ran into him at the Sharpling and Worcester show at the Bell House. Oh, yeah, how was that? It was great. It was really funny. It was a good show. It was a fun time. You know, I don't know too much about that radio show, so, uh, but it was accessible enough even to someone who doesn't know that much about it. But like Tommy, I don't even know why he went. He doesn't know anything about it. and <laughs> Because it's something happening. Right. He wanted to be at a happening. Right. So then the guy he brought with him, like, didn't know anything. And then Tommy's uh, trying to explain to him what's going on. I hear this guy constantly talking behind me. It's Tommy. Oh, Who, no. Who's that guy that just killed somebody? <laughs> like, he's like that dude in a horror movie. <laughs> Sharpling's up there with a squirrel puppet interviewing. Uh, it was cool. He's like, oh, all right. It's time for a talk show with the Gary the Squirrel. And uh, Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth came out and Jake Fuglenist. Remember that guy? I'm going to smash that dude apart one day, man. <laughs> I checked on Twitter. He's, he's got me blocked for some reason. I don't remember ever fighting with Jake Fuglenist. Yeah, you, you kind of fucked with him one time. I did? I forget what you did, but you fucked with what him. What did I say? Well, we've been fucking with that guy for years. <laughs> I, like, never, I don't remember I'm, fucking with him at all. I, I, years ago, he had a show on MTV, like in his out of his bedroom or some shit, and for some reason, me and you- <laughs> Square TV. Yeah. We took- an unliking to this. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and we saw him at a show. Like, this is going back in, like, the mid-90s. Okay. And we saw him at a show, and we were fucking with him so bad. I, you know, and that's not, I like, really... So, I I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't remember I'm fucking I'm sure with he is, but we... <laughs> I we, talked to him on Twitter once, but we weren't fighting. We laughed about something. I no, know. I know. <laughs> I, I th- oh, man, I wish I could find it. I know what it was. You started saying, like, who the hell do you think you are or something like that? No. Yes. Yes, I'm. I, no, I, if you I went didn't. back through your tweets, I, I guarantee you, you could find it. It's about two years ago. Oh man, you were messing with him. I think you saw him like at a concert or in Penn Station or something. No, no, no. But that I said that uh, you know, so I overheard someone in Penn Station say, "Hey, that kid from Square TV is now a weird old man." 
maybe that's what it was. You but called no, him a weird old man. No, but he responded, and it was all good. It was all like, the, ha-ha. The, the poor bastard's going light on the fairway. He's losing his hair, so he looks like he's an old man. Like He's younger than we are. Right, but I thought he was just joking around. I don't think he... T- I, you know what? Again, anything said in text format, right. it, it, it doesn't always come off. Yeah, but he answered me and like was like, you know, I don't know. May- oh, maybe he took it the wrong way. I don't know. <laughs> don't take this the wrong way. You're a weird old man. Up yours, Fogelnest. <laughs> so he's got me blocked. Maybe it was preemptive. Maybe he knew eventually you were going to go after him. So just be on the safe side. I don't like the cut of this guy's jib. Let me, let me just block him now and put it to rest. Is it quiet? Why quiet? Is someone saying in the chat box? Is it is the volume low? Should I turn it up? How's that? Better? Up yours, Fogelnest. <laughs> Fogelnest. Jake Fugel. I don't know where we saw. Maybe we saw him at like a Nirvana show or something, and we just took him to fucking town. We ripped him. That has no reason why he has you blocked on Twitter. This is well before that. Right. But we were fucking like pointing and laughing at him, <laughs> like you know, like dropping things around him, making him like we were just fucking. Were with we? Him. Man, I don't remember that at we all. We were we were tearing him to fucking bits. <laughs> uh, Christopher Kazuga's, you're on the air. Hey yo, take it ace. Hey. Oh. Take it ace. What are you in a tunnel? I'm in a car, oh. and I have a phone on my lap because I don't have a fresh little Bluetooth headset. All right. Is he is he cute? <laughs> Your connection is horrible. Quickly, what is it? Okay. Uh, yeah, I just want to say you're my drive time t-shirt. I feel like my dad listening to the radio, <laughs> and I love and I miss you guys. Ah, we love you too, man. Miss you too. You're the best, Kasugas. I might be out your way in a couple of weeks. I'll let you know if I am. Yeah, let me know. Like, I just started uh, my new job. I'm doing TV shit. That's fun. Setting up uh, screen, like uh, protector screens and shit. Not doing a lot of mixing, though. Well, I'm going to come in and borrow a TV. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no problem. Just, you know, let me, let me know. I'll hit you up. <laughs> All right. You're awesome. You're the best. I love this guy. All right, man. Take it easy. We love you. I'll put uh, connections. So I'm going to try to connect back in when I can. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. Sounds good. I would talk to you more, no. but it's just I can't deal with the phone. Thank you. There's Christopher Kazugas, and he's in his car with his phone in his lap. <laughs> but anyway, I hear these people. He, he, no, he's dragging his phone like a just got married thing, like off the back of the car. Is he, is he chat boxing while he's driving? No, he's not in the chat box. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you would do that. Yeah. There he goes. Fagulness. Thank you, Sully. Fanukness. Fajolness. Jake Fajolness. Brajol. He's got a show uh, called The Fogelness Files, or The Fogelness Files, however you pronounce his name. It's, it's Fogelnest. Is it? Yeah. I know it's 1 0, but then last night at the show, uh, Sharpling pronounced it Fogelnest. Maybe he was messing with it. I bet you Sharpling's been blocked. <laughs> He didn't do much, so he was on the panel of guests. It was Gene Simmons, uh, Kim Gordon, and uh, Jake Fuglenest. <laughs> they were actually there? Uh, they were all actually there, and John Worcester was as Gene Simmons, you know? Oh, I don't listen to the show enough to know that they have bits. Right, yeah. So, no, it, that, that was that's that's a bit that was, uh, you know... Um, but that's been going on for other ra- since other radio shows. Right, forever. Right. That, that, that was one of the... You didn't have to know anything for that. You know, you didn't have to know what was going on. Well, you have to know who Gene Simmons is, I guess. Yeah. Um, John Worcester sang Moving Out by Billy Joel. <laughs> it was great. So, but then, like, Tommy doesn't know what's going on. I know, I don't know what's going on. Tommy knows nothing. And the guy Tommy brought was just like, hey, I think, like, hey, I got an extra ticket. You want to come to this thing? So he really doesn't, has no idea what's going on. And I just hear this talking behind me. And I'm like, no one else is talking. It's quiet. 
and it's Tommy, and I'm like, oh, this fucking guy's. Mo-. And I hear him go, so the squirrel puppets out there, and you could, I could get to tell that Tommy's friend is asking him, like, hey, what's going on? Like, what is this? Is, and t- is, is this the magic garden? <laughs> you, you just, hear, you, you see a Tommy go, uh, yeah. So uh, that's a squirrel, and it's a pup. <laughs> explaining, explaining the bit to him. That's a squirrel puppet. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm gonna go follow. I'm gonna go follow this Fuglenest guy on Twitter and see what I need to stir up in the next half an hour. I think I tweeted last night. Why did he block me? But then I erased it. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. What's the difference? Uh, now his new name is Fuglenest, by the way. Kim Gordon looks extraordinary. She's 61 years old. What? That's what Wikipedia says. Holy crap! Is she calling in tonight? Yes, yeah, she is. She looks fantastic. Amazing. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I saw Tommy for like uh, you know, a couple minutes after the show. I wanted to go back in for a beer, and uh, it's like, no, we got to go. So we jumped on. I was home at like 10.45 last night. Oh, wow. I didn't know what the hell to do with myself. She nipped that one in the bud, huh? Yeah, yeah. with the quickness. Yeah, she knew. Yeah, she got me the hell out of there. I'm like, I want to hang out and get station IDs or whatever, or, you know, dumb shit like that. And, uh, but they had a second show that they had put on, so I didn't think that uh, they are probably getting ready for the second the later show. They had to add another show after ours to keep up with the demand. Right, right. Well, she got you before. You're like a California wildfire. One yeah. show to that third beer. You know, that's it. Right. They also had another bit where um, they um, reenacted a phone call, like one of their old phone calls. From uh, There was a guy, John Worcester called in as a guy who was supposed to be like the real Fonzie that Gary Marshall just based Fonzie on called the Gorch. <laughs> and he's wearing like a leather jacket. So the reading is done by these two guys. And one of the guys, the guy who plays the Gorch, is the kid starring the sauce in Goodfellas, Kevin Kevin Corrigan, oh, the actor. You know that Kevin guy? Corrigan yeah, know has, exactly a, has, a, has a live podcast he does. Does he? Like, yeah, he does it every week down in the village somewhere. Yeah, he was hmm. great. <laughs> he was really good at being the fake Fonzie. <laughs> Of uh, Worcester's imagination. He was great in the slums of Beverly Hills. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah. He's from the Bronx. Chooch of New York, that Kevin Corrigan. He, I, he pops up a lot in movies. I, every once in a while, something comes along, I see him. And I like him a lot, too. Yeah. I worked with him a couple of times on some independent bullshit, and he was a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. When they reenacted the thing, he had like the leather jacket and the white T-shirt and everything. He really got into it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real method actor. Yeah. <laughs> Fonzie from York, Pennsylvania, the original font. So it was fun. It was it was a fun two hours. And I had to, it took me so long to get there. It was fucking the BQE's a nightmare. Fucking Brooklyn stinks from oh, where we live. I, I mean, I, I don't really love Brooklyn, period. Yeah. But from where we go, from where we are, to to get there is just never easy. Right. It's easy enough to go to Williamsburg. This isn't like Gowanus. This is way down there. And that then sound, that sounds like it's in Japan, right? It's 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 near Bayonne, New Jersey, pretty much. Like you could swim across the canal. Yeah, really. Right <laughs> yeah, it's close. To, if it's from Bayonne, leave it alone. Oh, it's that's where Woody lives down there. He lives in Gowanus. Yeah, he lives down there. He lives in Park Slope, but I'm pretty sure he could walk to the Bell House. I mean, you can walk anywhere. I could walk to fucking California. That's technically, true. You know, Dovey is asking uh, any Philly boy, Roy. That was a huge. Skit where Worcester plays this guy from Philly. Yeah, that was a big, huge production with a musical number where he sang "Moving Out." <laughs> it, was, it was that was a big part of the show. It's good. <laughs> yeah, that Gowanus. Forget it. So we realize that we're, there's a there's like a, one of the lanes is blocked, and we're gonna have to sit in traffic anyway. And we, our plan was to go eat at the place next to the Bell House. 
So we scrapped those plans. And Taco Bell House right next door. In, in Williamsburg and to try to let the traffic subside. And we went to San Loco, and which was fine. You know, if you like where tacos or whatever. It's, and people are like, it's not authentic fucking Mexico. You know, shut up. Then don't go to San Loco. San Loco's great. Get off your Yelp. And fucking go to some, uh, you know, Vacata Nick's Tamal and eat a rubbery taco because that's authentic. I, I like Nick's Tamal too, though. So I don't know. What, I don't know what your beef is. That's yeah. in Corona, right? That's the yeah, place. That's right. I, I still never went. To I don't it. like the uh, the tortillas. The authentic tortillas are like oh, like rubber. Yeah, that, actually, you know what? I get hard brought me one of those. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah I'll go yeah. for the hard next time. That's what I had too, and I, I didn't like. It. it had no flavor. Mm. The tortilla. It's like masa bread. Right, it's very plain. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's you know whatever Ma- they do, whatever. it's unleavened. It's bread, or, but... Yeah, it's, it's like just flattened dough, and it's just I don't know, like the consistency of it. I'm used to processed foods. <laughs> I really am. Sad. I went and ate in downtown Flushing yesterday uh, at this fucking nut job noodle house. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, I know that place. <laughs> you know the nut job noodle house right in downtown Flushing. It's on uh, Roosevelt. But it was like spicy cumin lamb noodles. I was like, and and I they're like, how spicy do you want it? I'm like, bring it on. And boy, did I make a mistake. Actually, no, it was good. But they, I tried to give it to the person I was with. And they were like, nope, no, thank you. That's w- I can smell it from here, and I'm not even touching it. More of the spice, not the food. Right. But uh, the fucking food was good. We had chicken hearts. We had squid. We had all this crazy shit. I would eat all that. Yeah, that was good. I had no problem with it. Yeah, chicken hearts, chicken hearts. I'm in. I'm in with eating the uh, the uh, organs. I tried uh, the turkey. Well, the turkey or t- I eat chicken gizzard yeah. with a girl named Lizzie. I had uh, something called uh, they're called sweetbreads, but it's yeah, not sweet and it's not bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's like blood pudding. Yeah, you know, it's it's the glands. So. I like blood pudding. Do you want some yeah, blood I, I pudding? Sure, I, I'd like some blood pudding. And it's like fucking tripe, right? Oh no, but... no, it's actual congealed blood. I think like fried oh, is it? or like yeah, like put into like a yeah. cylinder. Sick bastard. Right, it's just it's sausage with blood added to it, right. pretty much. But uh, my, I think my wife takes the she takes the trophy home, no problem. I mean, she, she eats brain. What, what trophy? Oh. She'll eat tongue. I mean, she'll eat. She's got no fear. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Food. I'm pretty open to it. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. Except for except for fish. Fish is the only thing I don't like. I'll eat seafood. I just don't like fish. You don't like fish. You don't I, like a nice piece of fish. No. Nah. I went out and I made some. I, I wish I did. I, I. What do you do during Lent? I eat meat. <laughs> yeah. I, I turn Jewish. I'm pretty sure God, God's not going to be mad at me for Is that a Catholic a thing or night. is that a go across all Christianity? It's, I think it's a Catholic it's thing. It's a Catholic yeah. thing. It's a, it's very old fashioned too. It's I don't it's there's still a lot of people that follow by that. They eat lentil stew uh, lentil soup every Friday night. Oh, I'm sorry uh <clears throat> if uh other people are going. I didn't realize there were additional shows in Chicago. I hope I didn't spoil everything for everybody, but I'm sure all that you knew that was all going to happen anyway. What's so. this? The uh, Sharpling and Worcester thing. People are saying there's going to be shows in Chicago. Sorry if I spoil anything. Oh, fuck you. Who cares? <laughs> you know what That all that organ meat is really bad for? Uh, no. The Why gal- are we all looking behind us? What happened? Because someone's at the door. And- oh, it's fucking Tommy. Just- oh, what's up, Tommy? You figured out how to operate a door. You're hired. <laughs> he hasn't seen him know how to work a key. He's fucking rough. <laughs> what's the matter? Oh, I'm in a bad mood. Holy oh, shit, oh. he's throwing stuff. He's all pissed off. Can I have a little echo? Yeah. Ready? Diatribe with Tommy Rockstar. <laughs> What's going on, Tommy? You okay? Uh, it's fucking, it's fucking, it's corporate. Your mic's on. Uh, testies, testies. No, don't say testies. <sighs> is that better? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. Fine. 
No, it's fucking corporate tax season. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> Uh-oh. I did my taxes yesterday. Did you? Yeah. I stayed up till 8 o'clock in the morning doing my taxes. You did them yourself? Well, I got to prepare them for my accountant. Uh, it's just a whole, it's a whole thing, man. Mm. It's, it's a nightmare. That's something we can all relate to. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> Look at my pictures falling down and everything. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah, Dave, uh, Dave Harrison pushed it down on yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, okay, three things. Number one. The traffic on the BQE sucked last night. We were talking about that. Yeah, I know. I'm, we'll I'm, come that I'm adding to that. It was terrible. It's horrible. Maybe half an hour late, I miss Philly Boy Roy, the whole thing. Not that I have any clue what that's all about. <laughs> Number two, how can you eat a chicken heart? Where Where's the nutritional value in that? There's plenty of value in a heart. A lot of protein. Are you kidding me? Is there? First of all, if you, if we're say we're on a desert island yeah, and we kill an animal. Yeah. You eat it all. You eat, you eat it all, but you eat the heart as a, uh, you know, a symbol of the animal sacrifice. El Corazon. Yeah. What, what's your third point? Um, yeah, he did talk a lot last night. Who? My Who? friend. Oh, your friend? Yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't know what the hell was happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess you're listening to the show. How are we, yeah. we doing so far? You sounds good. great. Good yeah. radio? Where's good. Pat? He's, he's with the... Pat uh, can't make it today. Okay. So, yeah, you guys sound great. You don't even need me. Okay. Oh, I never did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Uh, I don't need you throwing things at me. He's throwing things. He's banging on the, making noise. And... Sorry. What do you got, a cherry Pepsi? Yeah. I didn't, I just grabbed everything out of my parents' house and just ran over here. <laughs> he almost came through the door like the Kool-Aid so, man. That's what, Ma, let, me let, me bo- let me borrow a comforter. I'm going out. <laughs> uh, a, a wool hat, a pack of camels, a, a, your news, and... Uh, a, a cherry Pepsi. <laughs> that's all a boy needs. Not a man. And this lamp. And this lamp. And that's all and I and need. And this thermos. <sighs> How you guys doing? All right. We're doing good. We're doing good. I see Mr. King's on the chat box. I just want to uh, plug his video real quick. Uh, Mr. King made a video for a band called the Rutabaga. Remember those guys? Mm-hmm. We played them on the show last week. They have this great new song called uh, "Shiny Destinations." I saw some puppet vibe going. <laughs> yeah, there's a video he has with puppets. And uh, Live from the Barrage sticker does make an appearance. The video is hilarious. It's The song is amazing. Mr. King did an incredible job. He's a very it's a music video. Man. Go to the YouTube and watch The Rutabaga's Shiny Destination. For, and it's a real treat. Good stuff. We're gonna have to Just want to mention that. Tommy, what, Tommy what's in the bottle? Can we all have some? Yeah, you want some of this? What is it? These are... Oh, man, I shouldn't even bring this up. These are antibiotics. Oh, I don't want antibiotics. Fuck that. <laughs> for, my, for my inflamed finger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, your cat scratched you, right? Yeah. Well, no, it didn't scratch me. It, bit you? It, yeah, it punctured my uh, my knuckle. It bit into me. Oof. My cat went to work on me recently. Really? My cat is six times the cat yours is by size <laughs> is. alone. And I had never even thought of going to the doctor. Oh, man. oh the video's on Funny or Die. Watch it there and vote funny. Don't vote die by accident. Thank you. <laughs> and what happened? Uh, I just didn't go to the doctor. I was I manned it up and I said, okay, well, I got a couple of cuts and bruises and I'm out of here. That's this. If you see over here, these are all they're all scratched up. But at one point, this cat literally bit into me and I just got really angry. Just said fuck this and, and went back to my. I killed place. it. No, it wasn't even my cat. It was Marta's cat. And and uh, you're talking about it in the past tense. What happened to the cat? Is it okay? Well, the, thankfully the cat's alive. It's a long story. I'll make it short. That cat has a tendency to have a, it has a condition where. I don't know if you guys own cats, but if... Um, um, Every cat has a condition. They're <laughs> fucking assholes. If a male a male domesticated cat eats a lot of dry food... Hey, John, it, lower Pat's mic, please. It creates, like, uh, dried crystals in, in its body, and then it can't pee. And when its little fucking wangs get, get blocked up, they right. can die. 
So this is like the third time this poor cat's had to deal with this, and it's like a $2,000 uh, vet visit, you know? So, <laughs> so basically, she went to L.A. to do some charity work, and I, as a favor, she, she asked me to come over and keep an eye on it a couple times a week. And one of her roommates texted me saying, hey, it's having problems trying to pee, and that's really life or death, you know? Yeah. So I ran over there, and um, I tried to take it to the vet, and this cat is a pretty antisocial cat, you know? And it's, it's just got high anxiety from living she on the street. stays in the corner at parties. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. And so when I try to get it, it hit underneath this big king bed, and I, I try to, like, coax it out for an hour, and then I got really annoyed. So I took a broom, and I started shoving it at the cat to try to get it out of the bed. So it came running out and lunged at me, and I tried to grab it and shove it in its box so I could bring it to the bed. And uh, it just ripped me to shreds. And then it sunk its fucking fang into my knuckle, and I was like, fuck this, and I was covered with blood. And I went home, and I fell asleep, and the next day, my finger's like like cinder. It's just totally, just huge, twice the size. You should have taken that to the streets. (laughs) (laughs) I post on Facebook as a joke with a picture. and change your name to Tommy Giant Finger. (laughs) This thing was like... Like a French bread or something. It was just. <laughs> Did you post your hand on on Cinder? A nice semolina. <laughs> take home to mom. <laughs> I I posted this picture, and somebody called me up. A friend of mine was. She was like, Tommy, this is a, a pretty serious injury. You should really go to the vet. And I was like, I can. I I'm in the vet, <laughs> the emergency room. <laughs> so wait, you take your medical advice over the phone? <laughs> yeah, should, this is serious. You got to go to the vet immediately. I mean, the emergency what are you, room. A, a criminal? Like, you can't go to the doctor? You have, right. to, you have to visit the crooked vet? Batman style? What are you, Mike Ermintraub? <laughs> if, uh, if you need work, I know people. How well do you know this name? I don't need that kind of work. <laughs> but, Look at it. You know who else? You know who he is? I just figured out the other day. I completely forgot. I, I know who he is. I don't know 6,000 feet, 13,000 feet. This guy's all right. over the place. What an asshole. You know who else he's he is? From, he's from Airplane. He's got a small part in Airplane. Right. With the scene where they're taking the laundry out of the uh, <laughs> one of the machines. And he puts a turkey in the microwave. Oh, I, something I realized before um, before that is that he was also uh, the guy in Beverly Hills Cop. He's the that one that gets, shoots Mikey. Right. He's the one that, yeah, shoots Mikey. He's the one that gets thrown into the uh, the, the, the uh, buffet table. Right. And oh, covered okay, in yeah. spaghetti. And he's that's just un- standing there all glad. He's oh, always- that's Ralph Macchio in The Karate Kid. You've got this all wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it! I, I they, they look so much alike. Yeah, if you're not watching Better Call Saul, last week was the best episode yet, in my He's opinion. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. But I was reading fun. an article about that episode, and the uh, guy who wrote it was like started out as like um, an assistant to uh, what's his name Vince Gilligan, right? And uh, then he moved up to like uh, they had him in the writing room of Breaking Bad, and then eventually they asked him to write on Better Call Saul, and he wrote that episode, and it was his first TV episode he's ever written. Oh, it's that pretty one. cool. And uh, yeah, and they're like, "How'd you get it?" He's like, "Well, it was just my turn up to bat, you know, in the in the revolution, in right. the lineup." And man, that 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 kid, I call him a kid. I don't know how old he is. I'm sure he's he's like 61. He's 63. Yeah, Tim that's, Gordon. That's good copy right there. And man, that was that's a hell of an episode for the yeah. first television uh, episode to ever write. That's that's the one. Wow, amazing. That's it's nice. like Shakespeare. Well, I was just going to finish and say I ended up running to the uh, the emergency room because my friend was like, if you don't go, it's like life or death. I'm like, no, it's not. And she was like, no, it is. And so I went to the uh, the ER and the lady was like, well. Who said this to you? Uh, a friend of mine. Oh, oh. She called me I, up. I called the operator. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, can you help me? What are you wearing? <laughs> and she and she she was like, go to the emergency operator, room. Operator, give me. Benson Hurst, 357. <laughs> I've been bitten by a feline, see? 
<laughs> Stat. He's tapping the tapping the receiver button thing right, there. Right, right. The, but, the operator was sold. Medical this before felines were domesticated. All right, so is this is the short version of the story? Yeah, no, but I, uh, I, is it almost over? I go to the ER and the lady's like, "You need tet- <coughs> you need a tetanus shot. You need penicillin. Yeah, you need antibiotics." But that's for an STD. <laughs> no, she was like, "This is for the cat." <laughs> you need all this stuff, and now let's get to the cat. <laughs> No, but th- and then I was like, "Well, give me a best case." You need a facelift. You need a ton of shit, dude. <laughs> hey, fuck off. Hey, you need to lose Not about you. twenty pounds. You know, stop smoking yeah. and that uh, too. No, I'm kidding. Next uh, time you want to get the cat out from under the bed, by the way, use the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The other way. Scare the cat out. Oh, the yeah. From there. yeah. Either that, throw a pack of firecrackers under there. Yeah. That work. <laughs> I don't think she would have appreciated that. <laughs> but the broom definitely didn't get him in a good mood. So she then I asked. <laughs> so you taunted the cat with household fucking cleaning material. Yeah. Yeah, good, good job. <laughs> I guess it's I when I try to it. get my cat in a good mood, I hit it with a broom. <laughs> it always cheers her up. <laughs> I, know that, I know that fixes me right. <laughs> I asked the doctor. She loves it. I asked the doctor, give me a best case, worst case, and she's like, best case, it goes away in a week. Worst case, and she looked me straight in the <laughs> worst eye. Worst case, you're gonna have to keep the cat. <laughs> she was like, seriously, we might have to amputate. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And she was like, I'm serious. I've seen this before. You told your doctor to shut the fuck up. And I, I was just like, pump me full of meds. And it's been going down ever since, thank God. So, we'll, well you did ask for the worst case scenario. Yeah, Tommy, that could right. be anything. Worst case scenario, you're going to die. Right. Yeah, that's always scenario, the worst. That's what the follow. You get into a car said. accident on the way home from here, and uh, you get decapitated. Yeah, you right. get hit by a truck when you leave. Right. That's the worst <laughs> that's case scenario. Worst. Knock on wood. Tommy Rock Stump. <laughs> <laughs> that's That'd be really great for the show if you had no hand, though. I got to admit. That'd be pretty good. No Tommy offense. Rock Stump. Tommy Rock Stump would be a new character. <laughs> it actually would. I like the fact you have an Italian bread for a finger. <laughs> Can you get elective amputation surgery for the good of the show? <laughs> so it's funny. So we can make fun of your stump. <laughs> Tommy Rock Stump. Yeah, so anyway, if you guys want some antibiotics, they're on me. Yeah, thanks. We're good. Get the good stuff, please. Couldn't you just take one and leave it at home and then you tomorrow know, morning take another one? It's funny that you say that, but I've been traveling back and forth from different places all week, so if I don't bring them with me, I totally forget them. You, you could have left them in the car. Right, took one <laughs> before you got out. Yeah. That is a good point. Right, worst case scenario, we do a radio show listened to by 15 people in some Judd's Rules garage for the rest of your life. <laughs> Thank you, Dovies. That's the worst case. Where's Dovie tonight? In Australia's? No, Dovey's moved to Canada. Oh, that's right. He's in Vancouver, right? Uh, I don't know what town he's in. Somewhere around there. I think he's in the West Coast. What's your point? Well, I was just curious. Why. <laughs> it's hard to follow that guy around. Dovey interview coming up next. No, my phone's working. What's going on here? The hell are these guys? We're the independents. Is it 8.30 already? They're independently yep. late. It's 8.32. I do remember those guys from back in the day. They used to. Uh, we used to talk on the phone about uh, shows. About Scott Bayo, about so. girls, a lot of things. <laughs> Hey, you can't say girls. You can call them women. <laughs> so, wait really? a second. That's a, what is that's it? We were thing. talking about this last night. Mm-hmm. How do you know these guys? They are... Uh, you can say guys? That's weird. I don't know, man. That's according <laughs> to the bylaws of the show. Um, no, I did not listen. There was a Twitter thing. Someone called Tommy out for calling grown women girls. It really wasn't a thing. It was just one guy. I know. It shouldn't be a thing. That's, wouldn't that's, worry about it. It's not derogatory. I Let's know. move on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, the independents were, uh, and they still are, uh, yeah, punk band, and they're based in D.C., though, right? Uh, no, South Carolina. Oh, I guess they well, moved we'll, down. We'll find out in a minute, yeah, shall we? In a so. minute. Hey, uh, you're on the air. Hi, it's you from Independence. Hey, what's up, man? How's hey. it going? It's going pretty good. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling. 
Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us. All right, no problem. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Definitely. All right, you got both of you, both of you guys there? Um, the partner's calling in. Willie, being a guitar player, he lives in a different town about two hours away, so he should be calling in any minute. Oh, yeah? You guys in South Carolina? Yeah, I'm in Myrtle Beach, and he's in Florence. All right, so, all right. How does that work? How do you guys practice? Carefully. <laughs> a lot worse than that. We have drummers that fly in and bass players that fly in all over the country. Oh, that's what, so <laughs> it's, we're the only two original members. Right. So then there's a revolving cast of whoever's around, or you guys? Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> we do about 180, 200 shows a year, so it's really hard to keep in there. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of shows, man. The first show of the yeah. tour is usually a rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what we did last time. <laughs> the Independents, uh, who we're talking to now, are a horror... A Horror band, a punk, horror, ska. Is that okay to say these things? A little bit of everything, yeah. Right. I think I, seven soft bands. I think I got Willie on the line here. Hello, Willie. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's Willie? up, man? Hey, Willie. How you doing, man? Good. Hey, Willie's phone connection sounds way better than yours, dude. We have multiple lines? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. What, are you kidding me? This is a real show, man. <laughs> We're living <laughs> in the future. Major budget. Yeah, nice talking to you guys. Uh, the Independents have been around for a while. They were. You guys were. Uh, you've been the backing band for Joe, Joey Ramone's band. Is that correct? Yeah, we did that for a while. Definitely play the birthday. He managed us. He managed us for about what seven years before he passed away, and we did tons of shows with him. And the guys usually back him up. He'd get up. Usually do about five, six songs with us. He flew out to see us anywhere. Wow. He, so he was. He was just. How did he became a huge fan of the band and uh, started producing your records and managing you and everything. Yeah, well, I met CJ, and CJ Ramon and I became pretty good friends, and he got us on some dates over up the Ramones. That's awesome. And he let Joey hear a, a cassette tape of a bunch of demos on one of the drives up for the first show we were doing, and Joey just fell in love with it. We did the shows, and we're hanging out, became really good friends, and he's like, you know, I want to manage you guys. So it's like a fairy tale, you know? It's just crazy. Yeah, man, that's a dream come true for anybody. Oh, it's oh awesome. God. Yeah, one of the nicest guys ever. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Awesome that's, that's, dude. That's the rumor that he's, you know, just a sweetheart of a man. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Miss Mr. Joey. Yeah, great dude. So you guys got lucky with that, man. That must have been great. Oh yeah, we we're just right place, right time. I, when I met CJ, I didn't even know it was CJ. <laughs> where, <laughs> that was where, my first Ramon show, and I was playing pool next door with a bunch of guys, and one of the guys happened to be CJ. I didn't know it at the time, but I told him after the show, my buddy was having a party. I'm in there watching, you know, the intro music comes on, band comes out. I'm like, holy shit, that's the guy I was playing, you know, pool with. So I'm like, okay, well, after the show, we won't never see him again. Walking out to my car, he comes running out. Hey, we're going to that party or what? Wow. Oh, crazy. Awesome. It's crazy. <laughs> and where, where was Super that? Super nice guy. That was in New York or that was somewhere else? That was actually in Myrtle Beach, okay. South Carolina. Now, we, just quick question. Were you guys ever based in D.C. or Virginia? I kind of remember that with you guys a little bit. Or, or... Well, we played we no. up there a lot. We, yeah, we played there a good bit. Okay. All right. Cool. I for some that's reason, Tommy Rockstar. He seems to he seems to claim to know you guys. Do you you know him? <laughs> we, Somebody claims that he was in a band. Well, you guys did Warp Tour. Maybe you played with the Latex Generation. I don't remember. Huh. No. Yeah. No. No one. No one. No. Yeah. It. it was a while back in like the, the mid nineties. We were. Our band was Latex Generation, and we had talked on a little while about doing setting up shows somewhere probably in the D.C. area. That's why I'm remembering. All right. On. But it, that was cool. like fifteen twenty years ago. So. Oh, speaking of CJ, you guys are opening up for him. Uh, if you guys want to go see the Independents around in our neighborhood, they're playing. Yeah, May, actually, May nineteenth. Uh, studio at Webster Hall, and uh, they'll be playing with CJ Ramon. Yeah, we're doing the Jordan Mall Benefit Birthday Party Show. The money goes for the Lymphoma Foma Foundation to help fight, uh, try to find a cure. What is that benefit? 
lymphoma. Right. It's a type of cancer. Do you have a uh, website for that? I don't have it on me, but you can right. look up the Lymphoma Foundation or just look up Joey Vaughn, his website. It should be on there, all the information. Right. Nice. Thank That's you. Good stuff you guys are doing there. How'd you hook up with Faz Razi? <laughs> oh, that guy's man. nuts, right? Faz, he's a good friend of my, my cousin, actually. And I met him in Chicago at one of our shows. We were playing this place called the Fireside Bowl. Right. And uh, he flipped out because we were using, back then, we were using pyro and all kind of shit. And he just became, I don't know, infatuated with us. And we became infatuated with him. He's just, he's a hell of a guy. So. Yeah, he's very, uh, he's a great guy. And he's very passionate. Yeah. So I could see him getting he, into uh, Yeah, I think he came up with the term, uh, you know, we're horror, have a lot of horror imagery. We're a horror based band. And he was. He said that we put the fun back in funeral. Is he the one who said that? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, he said that, and then we told Joey, and then Joey got on Conan O'Brien and said it. Just as always, you know, wants his royalties for that. So there well. you go. The, the Independence putting the fun back in funeral. <laughs> I think that was 1993 when he said that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you guys contributed uh, music to this brothers and sisters benefit at Bandcamp.com. That's yep. uh, that benefits the Epilepsy Foundation of Greater Chicago. If you want to go to that band camp and check that out, that'd be awesome. Yep. I got a, I got a couple of your guys' songs I want to play later. If that's okay with you. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah. Fine. All right, yeah, because I don't have a music license. I like to ask permission for the band. Don't sue me. Okay, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys toured around with the Misfits at all? We've done a couple tours with the Misfits. Yeah, what are the, what are the Misfits like? Yeah, and which like version? Guys. Which yeah. version of the Misfits? They're they're super nice guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're super nice guys. I mean, we, I guess the first time I met them was probably in the late eighties, and it was it, it was like doing Christ to Conquer, which was a right, different right, thing right, right, in between right. the, the Clint Danzig days and the Michael Graves days. And now it's, it's like I guess three different lineups. I guess you would say. Was Christ the Conqueror like a Christian vibe, or that was just like straight rock, punk, rock metal? I think they were like the, the Christian Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> we used to hang out uh, in, in our small town. There was a dumpster. Where Iron people, Madonna. There was a dumpster where, where uh, CMJ, they had their offices like a few blocks away from my house, and they used to dump all this music. You used to hang out at the dumpster? We used to hang out at the dumpster, little 14-year-olds on the Get the free music. You know, okay. we, every week we would dive in. They would dump all these excess CDs, and one uh, time we looked the in The demo there, tapes and yeah, stuff, yeah. We opened up the dumpster, and they were like... 4,000 copies of Christ the Conqueror in there. <laughs> and we were like 14. I think we, I got a few copies, too. There you go. They probably dubbed them themselves. Like, you know, a lot of bands would do that. Like you guys. Didn't you guys dub a bunch of tapes? No? Oh, yeah. That's how we got to start. We just got to Kmart and buy these cheapest tapes you can buy. Search on. <laughs> right. Like dictation tapes you talk into. And I'd make several hundred copies and sell them for like five months on the road. And that's the way to do it. So, but I, I, uh, I had a... Uh, where I worked there, they had a shrink wrap machine, so I would shrink wrap them. And people go, man, where'd you get these Sertron tapes shrink wrapped? <laughs> Correct Tron, bro. Yeah, I remember I remember putting the tapes together and using like a hairdryer to shrink wrap the, all yeah. the tapes. Totally. It makes it professional. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. We'll fix it in the shrink wrap. Give it, hand me the hairdryer. Yeah. <laughs> how did you guys form? How did you guys meet up and uh, how did this band come to be? I met Will as a kid. I mean, I grew up with his brother. We were best friends, and uh, we always, you know, we're a small town, wanted to get out of town, wanted to, you know, play music, and tried to play different bands and stuff, and never could get the right combination. And I guess in, what, 80, 89, we started pulling around with the ska stuff. We got really turned on, too. Right. And then Will, Will went to college, met a couple of guys, 
and we just kind of hooked up. Like, just finally found the right goth kid to play the keyboards, the right punk kid to play the drums, the weird kind of Japanese ex-Army Ranger to play bass. Was, <laughs> was there a punk rock? It was a nutty crew. We were so different. We called ourselves the Independents. Was there, like a, was there any kind of scene down there with, with you guys in South Carolina, or you're doing your own thing? Like the, the night- Oh, yeah. We, we had a really good scene. I, I had some friends of mine who started doing shows at American Legion back in the early 80s. And they were one of the first sex, one of the first punk bands from the Southeast called the Sex Mutants. And they started a band called Uptight. And they would rent the Legion out and have bands come through on tour. Well, I became good friends with them and the singer of that band, the guy who was doing Jeff, actually went into the military. So I took over and started doing the shows. And man, we had everybody you could think of coming through here. You know, Green Day, Offspring. Uh, really? Yeah, because I back, wouldn't uh, imagine that was Fugazi a- came Jaw- through. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi Jawbreaker, a lot of a lot of really great bands. Yeah, because back then you know, this was pre-internet, so everything was done through Maximum Rock and Roll, Book Your Own Fucking Life. People would just call each other up and exchange shows, and everything was VFW halls, American Legions, like you're saying. It was just totally like that, you know. It was like a family, man. They come through, the bands would come through, and we'd say, "Man, we want a tour." They take their little notebook out and show me all the names and numbers everywhere they're playing, and. That was just how it works. If you help them out, they help you out. And yep. everywhere you played, you got a place to stay, you had plenty of cheap beer to drink. You get a little bit of money for gas, make sure you're next town, and you sell your merchandise. And it was it was like a family. It was really really yeah. cool back then. That's uh, that was like the early nineties. That was probably ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, uh, between between eighty nine and ninety three. Right. So I mean, you know, ninety two to me is like seems like punk rock's kind of over there's the indie rock scene is coming up and like in the carolinas you have like uh the the uh you know merge records kind of bands like archers of loaf and those guys and stuff but that, i guess that's yeah. a t- it's completely separate from uh well that was more of your trajectory but in the mid 90s of pop punk and all that stuff and ska was pretty huge look at bands like less than jake and bouncing souls and all these other bands like were getting huge right so. Everybody bought a trombone at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody jumped on the trombones from uh, from high school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can you play? They I haven't had to tune them though. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't played since high school. Let me open the spit valve and see what's going on here. Oh god! <laughs> you guys play a lot with Scott bands like Real Big Fish and all that, or not really? Yeah, we we I started oh, yeah. with them. I guess it was the Troubadour in L.A. Wow. back in like '96 something. Yeah, mustard right blood, before they hit it. Stuff. If you want to go uh, see the tour dates, the independence.net would be the website to go to. That's yeah, where we're, that's we're where, always on the road. That's where I went and they they play like every day. It's crazy. How do you play 200 shows a, a, a year? I guess you guys don't have straight jobs and you're getting paid doing well, this. We drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are, what are we drinking? I love Jameson. I love I might not have a scotch kicks. So right. Love oh, scotch. Yeah, me too. My brother bought me a bottle of scotch and Ryan. What was the bottle of scotch you bought me? Uh, it was like Glenn Mogan Pfeiffer. Moran, Moran just, I, I like the Balvini, though. That's, uh, yeah, I don't that's know. a good one. I like the smoky stuff. You guys like the smoky, peaty, no, heavy, like, heavy uh, duty? Lafroy, right? You need the smoky like that tequila lately. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm digging that, man. I'm digging that, that disgusting tasting scotch. I convinced myself it tastes good. I like it. <laughs> we're out of whiskey here in the barrage by the way the only thing that's oh, left no. what's Uh-oh. what's left what's that called like rotten house hand me that bottle <laughs> uh, good boy so were you guys at you guys weren't at the very last ramon show in la when when they peaced out were you no unfortunately we weren't we we're invited but we we're already on our own tour at the oh, time wow. what's uh, this tour looking like where are you guys going all over the, just the right now we're just gonna do a couple weekends around the southeast in may we have a band called Black Cat Attack from Canada. Great band out there, right outside of Toronto. We're going to do the northeast of them probably two and a half weeks. We're going to play in uh, Webster Hall. 
because of the joint benefit we're doing. I think we might be playing Brooklyn too. I'm not sure yet. Nice. Still waiting for the confirmation on that. You guys still traveling with the? You, you still have a a big elaborate stage show? Not as much as we used to. Right. It just depends. So a lot of times we're in a van and a trailer. So it's sometimes we hire the guys, you know, per tour, and we'll all just show up and they'll meet us there. So. And that uh. <clears throat> What kind of stage show is it? Really tying in with the horror thing? Is it like Alice Cooper stuff going on? You guys like a blood? Oh, just look at us. Just look at us. <laughs> 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 the whole thing's a horror. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, we used to. We used to have a, a, you know, the, the fire, the flash pots, and you know, the smoke. We still UFO. Smoke. <laughs> yeah. A UFO. Yeah, had a UFO. We had this huge UFO funny. that would like lower down. Like we had to have it in bigger air, bigger places, but it would kind of lower down and like shine a green light on on me. That's awesome. <laughs> I Joey like loved it. He's like, he thought it was the coolest thing, and he made me do it. Everything like, you're using the UFO. It's like, yeah, man, I'm using it. It's like some small little club, you know. But it'll be like right over my head, but it was there. <laughs> like a big, little, little small club, like a big silver sombrero on his head. Yeah, like a big, like I was wearing a big hat. You know? wow. That's a real spinal tap moment. The UFO only, only oh, has yeah, two, totally. two inches to come down. And <laughs> we, we grew up in all the old metal stuff in the '80s, so we always had like the full stacks behind us, all that kind of stuff. Ah. And you're playing these big ska shows. These kids are looking at you. You, know, you got long hair, you got spikes, you're spitting blood, fire, you know, they, they freak out because they're yeah. looking besides listening, you know? Ah, so you we grew up on metal. Me- so, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that you guys brought that up, that you grew up on metal in the 80s, because now I actually have a guest to ask, and you might have an answer. What's your favorite Crocus tape? <laughs> are, you into, no, are you into old Crocus? <laughs> I think they did a really good cover of Ball on Blitz. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you're saying hardware, or is it Metal Rendezvous? You don't know. No. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, they, oh, those records are pretty bad. Actually, Crocus. I was just always scared of the guy's pro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mark Starace. We, we had him on the them, show. Them and Grim Reaper. Them and Grim Reaper. <laughs> Crocus is actually doing a national tour of America. Coming they're finally up. coming to America. That's but, true. Unfortunately, oh, awesome. we were looking it up the other day. The closest they're coming is to, uh, they're doing an M3 festival, the hair metal festival in Maryland. In, in Maryland. Uh, oh, okay. Well, Maryland. Always Maryland and Virginia area where those bands always seem to go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're playing with like Quiet Riot and Vixen and and Kickster, Trickster, or whatever. All that. They're oh. playing three shows. They're playing Maryland, Virginia, and San Paulo, Brazil. Yeah, San Paulo, whatever. Sao Paulo, whatever. Wherever Jesus is on the mountain, that's where they're going. That's in Rio, <laughs> Rio de Janeiro. That's Listen, in Rio. I, I failed geography. Fuck off. What do you want from? Me? You'll win it back in the game later. <laughs> uh, so there's the Crocus, and uh, yeah, we had that guy on the show. He was pretty cool. He was a nice guy. The, right awesome. the guy with the fro, Mark Starace. <laughs> they called him from Switzerland. You guys are talking about really? dri- driving around in this van all the time. You were in a pretty bad van accident, right? Oh, yeah, a few of them. The worst one, a I think, was over in the UK. In the, why? What happened there? Wrong side of the road driving. That shit is tough. Well, we had a driver. It was, it was all fucked up. We had a, we, the booking agents had a bus for us. The bus broke down. The second bus didn't show up. The other guy showed up in this big van. Slash, they said it was a bus. I call it a van because that's what it was. And we had another bank called the Dangerfields from Ireland with us. And they were just going to leave them on the side of the road. And I was like, fuck that. They're going to ride with us. We got everything in the van. And we're driving and we're playing somewhere outside of London with a couple of guys who used to be in the specials and a couple of guys who used to be in Madness, for like a super sky group or something. Right. The next day, we start off with the damned. So we're on the way to the show. And I start to fall asleep. I look up. Our driver's passing a, a truck. 
pitch black ice, and we just start flipping and spinning. Oh, it, was, it was horrible. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. It, it was terrible. They had to kick the window out and start pulling people out. The driver's head, we only met this guy for 45 minutes before this happened. Oh, man. He was already bald, but he was completely scalped from his eye, <sighs> back behind his ear, like the whole just a skull. It was, it was horrible. I knew he was dead, you know? Oh, his God. Foot was, his foot was on the accelerator. All you could smell was gas. So we're freaking out, trying to get everybody out. And we got really lucky. There was a couple of paramedics from the British Armed Forces behind us. And they just happened to be right behind us and jumped right on there, pulled him out. Will broke his arm like in three spots. Right. And, I mean, if he wasn't, if they weren't there, that guy would have died for sure. I already thought he was dead. So the driver, you know? oh, oh, he, he lived? Did? He oh, yeah, yeah, he, he lived. lived. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, gotta, when yeah, I read we, about we the story, I thought it was, that... It was, it was a bad time, man. Like, uh, like, uh, like he was saying, he kicked the window out, and he's like, we don't get out of the fucking van. It's like, what are you talking about? I was in shock. Yeah. I couldn't lift up my arm. I broke my arm, you know, and I didn't realize it. I was in shock, you know, but they pulled us out of there and sat me on the side of the road in a bunch of briars, you know, <laughs> didn't even know what I was doing. And these paramedics come up and just cover me up with one of those silver blankets, you know what I'm talking about? Like those, uh, yeah, yeah, the kind heat. of keep you warm. Right. And, Space uh, blanket. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty crazy time, man. Wow, man. I think the first thing kind of worse was our drummer. You got to tell him that story, really. Oh, yeah, he was like, I was in this huge, like, it was like a bookmobile. It was a big, like, military ambulance. And they bring in our drummer, and he's like, covered in blood. I was like, oh, no, Bones, that was his name, his nickname, whatever. I don't know. He, he's like moaning. They were carrying him in, and they were looking around in his hair. It's like, wait a minute, that's not even your blood. Shit, are you serious? And he just gets up and walks off. <laughs> what? Well, whose blood was it? It was, it was the like, driver's blood. Oh. He was, he was oh. behind the driver. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> but when they pulled him out, they, they pulled him out. He was acting like he was dying. So they were freaking out over him and shit. He wasn't wow. cut. <laughs> wasn't even hurt. <laughs> I don't know how I would act if I didn't have a skull. Or if, I'm, oh, yeah. if I was, my skull was showing, they'd be freaking out too. Jesus I can Christ. I can attest to this stuff. We were in tour once, and we had a driver who would drink and drive all the time, and we would know uh. when we got to the club when he literally crashed into it. Oh, <laughs> oh, boy. oh my god! Were you in Metallica's? <laughs> That's awful, man. Yeah. I, you know, uh, when I brought up that uh, van story, I thought. Uh, you know, Will just had a broken arm. I didn't realize that the driver uh, lost like half of his his head. Like, oh yeah, crazy. Will, they took them to the hospital, left us at some truck stop, <sighs> and from what I heard, Will, you were the next three. You were talking about how they had to take like a Brillo pad and scrub all the skin to get all the rocks out of his uh, flesh. Oh man, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't give him Dude. any pain pills or nothing. So he's just screaming bloody murder. You know, we went to see him like three days later. They had him all sewed up, and he was in good spirits. I mean, I'm sure they had him on painkillers and stuff. Yeah, but uh. He, there, everything was, you know, his, he had a couple of rings on, too. And I forgot to say, the rings were all the way back to his wrist. Oh, oh like, Jesus was, Christ. Like, just totally split his hands open. It was all on that right oh. side where he was driving. But oh. they fixed him up. The only thing that he really has now is just a patch in the back of his head about the size of your fist that he has, like a rubber thing he has to put in to, to cover up the spot where the skull is still showing. Wow, that's, that's nuts. Crazy. That's nuts, man. Remind Dude, after me, just for 45 minutes. And then that happens. You know. And you guys finished the tour, right? You're no pussies. 
Well, he could have broke his arm in three spots, man. Dude, I, I tried, listen, man. I held the guitar. Come on, like, Will. Let me see if I can do this, man. Yeah. I was like, Take it that. couldn't do it, man. <laughs> couldn't rub, do it. Come on, rub some bubble gum on come it on. and get it back in there, man. <laughs> Def Leppard could do it. We just, we just went to Amsterdam instead, so. <laughs> you, you actually yeah. tried, Will? You held the guitar? You're like, let's see if I could do something? Yep. I put a guitar <laughs> next to me, and I held it down, and my arm was like, man, this, this ain't going to work, man. <laughs> I tried I tried my damnedest, because we always like, man, we're not going to stop, but we I always had I wonder. That was like the third tour with a dand we were supposed to do that something happened. <laughs> I always wonder how that works with the money. Not that I, you know, I'm hung up on it or anything. But like, if you get hurt uh, and you don't finish the tour, you guys can st- not get paid. That's usually, no, we didn't get paid. Yeah, that's usually the way. No, it we goes. had to forfeit everything because they call it an act of God. Yeah. Oh right. So, okay. It's in the contract if an act of God. Yeah, happened. that that was mm. in the contract. We've, we've had that other tours sucks. where other things happen where you know we had to cancel. Which really sucks because you got to pay the promoters, you got to pay for all the promotion, you got to pay. I mean, it's you know, right, and you're, you guys are, are you guys are touring musicians. It's not like you you, you know everyone has a, a top flight medical insurance if you have it at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, I was lucky I mean, that it was England because like I was there for uh, a week in the hospital, and they were like socialized medicine. <laughs> The day I left, they were like, well, where do I get my bill? You know, where do I was like, oh, oh, that's right. You're from America. We don't have bills. You can leave. Oh, oh, it's on the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the house, buddy. Beautiful. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, you're gonna... afraid of the food sucks. So we were like sneaking them in food every day. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Food is horrible. It's uh, hospital food, but English hospital food is that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. English food's bad enough. And, uh, you know, if you want to go down a notch, go to the hospital. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> <laughs> you were out of commission for a couple of years, though, right? On that. What's that? You were out of commission for a couple of years after that. Oh, no, we've always been touring. He was only yeah, out for four months. It's that. Yeah, after after my arm healed, like two or three, three months, I guess, three and a half That's months. Oh, we were out. We did a tour. Nice research. <laughs> yeah, we, Well, thank and you. We actually I'm did here. a couple of solo shows <laughs> to fill the contracts that we had. Right. So we, we kept yeah. going. Yeah. I rushed in early because I I looked up the ska punk, uh, horror shows and uh, I had to be here because I'm never here but I'm here early just for this interview. That's right. Nice man. job, cool, Tommy. Man. <laughs> That's all, John. Hey, who's the biggest? Who's the biggest asshole you ever met in rock and roll? <laughs> Probably Chris Stein from Blondie, the guitar player. Wow. Yeah. Total, he's total fucking douchebag. Is there a story wow. behind Put that? Put him on the board. Put him on the board, Tommy. Uh, Write him down there. <laughs> and I love Blondie. I mean, I, I love that band. Debbie Harry's a sweetheart, but that guy's a dick. Wow. Yeah, nice. All right, Chris Stein. We're making your enemies list. Is there a story behind that or just a... Which one you want? <laughs> just the way he acts, you know, just uncool, man. You know, I let him borrow my guitar strap and my amp, and I asked him for an autograph. I mean, he just like went off on me. It's like, dude, what? come on. You, know, you, lent, him, you lent him your so gear, and he wouldn't give you an autograph. And not only would he not give it to you, but he yelled at you. Oh, well, he kind of like, he, he gave it, he begrudgingly gave it to me, kind of threw the paper back at me, kind of just bitched at me for for no reason. It's like, dude. Fuck that. What yeah, that's dick. not cool, man. Yeah, we were playing tramps, and they were playing with us, and they saw that Will had all this Fender stuff, so he wanted to borrow it so he could go on stage with it. Will was like, yeah, it's totally cool. He came off stage. Our roadie at the time, who rode this guy, she rode a, a Greyhound bus like 15 hours to get to the show just so he could bring a 7-inch for him to sign. So Willie asked him to sign it, and the guy just was total dick, just total dick. And there's been a couple other times, too. It's just There's no call for it. You know? Right, yeah. So, I mean, you know, come on. Everyone's in a band. We're all, we're all supposed to be in it together. 
Yeah. It takes five seconds to scribble your name on something. Thank you. Nice meeting you. <laughs> I've always felt like that about people who are signing autographs who just can't deal with a quickie signature. I understand if you're going somewhere, you're not feeling well, you're late, I get that. But if you have nothing else going on, just shut up and sign it. But now it's all selfies. Yeah. Autographs are dead, my friend. It's yeah. all, you know, you take a picture and put it on Facebook or whatever. <laughs> here's here's yeah. me and Chris Stein. That, yeah. You know, that's the, that's not the fir- first time I've heard that, actually. Now that About I'm, him? Yeah. This is the second person who's told yeah. me he was a total dick. I was once. Hey, Chris Stein, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, call in. Call, uh, hey, call in. 718-577-2717. Is Johnny Lydon on that, on that list? you have any experience with John Lydon? No, he was always nice yeah. whenever I met him. Yeah. So. Oh, nice, because every time I met him, he was a total asshole. Really? Oh, that's well, every, that's everybody you know who's Mario. completely lost the plot is the fucking guitar player. What's his name, Mario? Steve Jones? Steve Jones? No, no, the other guy. Paul Cook? No, the uh, red Matlock. The no, the guy from PIL, not Sex Pistols. Oh, okay, he's lost the what? He's lost the plot. He's pulled the Randy he's out Quaid. Of his mind. He's pulled the Randy uh, Quaid. He's accusing Steve Albini of stealing his his uh, Travis Bean wedge guitar uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that he that, that he sold for heroin like in 1980. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Uh, Glenn Matlock will be playing with you guys on the main. Keith Levine. Show, right? Keith Levine. Yeah, that's a, yeah. He's actually a really super nice guy too. Who, Glenn? <laughs> Yeah, Glenn Matlock's always yeah. really nice. He's doing the Acoustic uh, Sex Pistols tour, right? We saw him at... Uh, well, he does, with... does a lot of his originals, too. Yeah. But yeah, it's acoustic. It's yeah. good. I mean, I, I'm not big on acoustic acts, but the stuff I heard him play was really good. So. Yeah, he was down at the Bowery uh, a few uh, a few year, months ago doing all acoustic. I think just testing it out. Guys, thank you so uh, much for calling in. I'm sorry I have to, like, uh, I got to run because I got a bit, I got a show filled with stuff. Uh, so no uh, th- thank you so much for calling in. The, the independence.net, go there for tour dates. And you guys have anything else to plug? Uh, just buy our records. Buy their records. <laughs> buy their records. Come out and see us. Have a drink with us. Come out. I would love to have a drink. You guys seem like such nice dudes. They're playing where Webster Hall. You said right? A studio at Webster Hall, May nineteenth. May nineteenth. But we might be playing Brooklyn. I think on the twenty seventh. Where? Where about? Look at, I'm not sure yet. The, the Gray something or the, the Grand Victory places. Grand Victory maybe. There's Grand Victory or the Bear Bar. I think those two. Right. The same promoter does both. He's oh, Black, just trying to figure out where Black Bear. Oh, but both places are great. Black Ooh. Black Bear. Uh, we know the guy who owns that place, and uh, the Grand Victory is an awesome place to play. Yeah. Good sound both system. Both great places. Nice, cool. nice guys. I oh, will come check well, you out. That you guys should have fun. I want to be doing some skanking. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Keeping Ska alive. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, fellas. Thanks a lot. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to play some Independence and uh, go out and buy their records. Here's the Independence. Thanks, man. Take care. Later. Bye. All right. We'll be back in a few minutes.
timing. Hey, Tony. Uh, yeah, it's me. Yeah, hey, what's up? Do you have a? Do you listen to the radio? Do you have a uh, kind of radio background? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause, why? Because you just called in at the exact perfect moment while that song was fading out. That was amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I know, I know a little bit. I know a little bit. Thanks, man. I was like, man, you know what? I bet you he knows. I bet you he knows what he's doing. Perfect. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. It's so nice to talk to you. Thanks for calling in, dude. Oh no problem. Thanks. I'm I'm big fan. First time caller. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? You've heard the show before? No. Oh no. good. <laughs> Perfect. Welcome to the, welcome to the real world. We're speaking with Tony Retman. He's the author of the book uh, New York Hardcore, nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety, which is available on Bazillion Points. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, that's correct. Tony, what are you living on Long Island now? Yeah, I live on the North Shore, in Glen Cove. Right. Nice. What are you doing out there? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> Fishing. My, uh, my my wife is uh, originally not from the North Shore, but she's from Long Island, and. Uh, you know, we lived in Brooklyn for a number of years, and then, you know, I decided I'm a grown man. I shouldn't live in a place where, like, people deal drugs in front of my, where I live. Right. And so I live in Glen Cove where people deal drugs at the local bar, you know? <laughs> As it should be. Well, you could just move back to the Lower East Side. I'm sure that's safe over there. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, I would, I would only have to sell uh, half of my body to... Uh, <laughs> To, to live there, to afford it. So it's great. <laughs> now, the, you know, the Lower East Side is completely uh, not what it used to be right. in, in the uh, setting of this book. Did, were you around back then in the scene, or, or were you just so into the music that you decided to write this? Uh, no, I was. I mean, I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s, so I wasn't, I wasn't going into New York to see hardcore shows till the mid to late 80s, so it wasn't like I was like, wearing construction gloves and a chain around my waist in 1982 or anything you know i was <laughs> i was at home like watching fraggle rock or something where did you grow where, what neighborhood did you grow up in i grew up in uh new jersey in a, a suburb of trenton called uh ewing ewing new up. jersey yeah and you used to make it out to these hardcore shows in the mid 80s the mid to late 80s what was the first hardcore band you saw that like uh, got you into it well, the first hardcore band. I have a brother. He's twelve years older than me. He's the guy that kind of got me into this, into this crazy stuff. And um, first show he took me to see was Black Flag when I was twelve years old in uh, nineteen eighty four. An all ages show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. No, I had fake ID for twenty one. <laughs> yeah, I, I put on like a wax mustache. Uh, yeah. um, Hello, one please. <laughs> yeah, it was me and three of my friends under a big trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. Yeah. One, yeah. one ticket to bad brains, my friend. Good Thank you. Rascals. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was the first show I saw, and then like a week later, I saw a show um, still in New Jersey. Where uh, this band from Arizona called Jody Foster's Army were the headliners. <laughs> but, like, all the all the bands that were playing underneath them were like New York or New Jersey hardcore bands, and that was like that was like the real like hook in the mouth, like to see those guys. Like not that Black Flag was like like shitty or anything, but yeah. like to see those guys was like oh like yeah this is this is what I was looking for, you know. Um, so yeah, like that summer I saw like. Uh, Kraut and Cause for Alarm at Agnostic Front and then like a year or two later my brother um, was bringing me here and there not like every weekend or anything but like taking me to shows at Rock Hotel with him and then like um, and then I started 
jump on the train and go into like um, like CB shows and stuff like that. Right. And so it begins. And so it begins. And the, what uh, inspired you to write this book? Not that you, you know, I'm not trying to offend you or anything, but if you read the book, it's more like, uh, I guess you, you've compiled the book. I don't want to undercut you as a writer, like like an oral history. But it's an oral, yeah. It's uh, testimonials from uh, you know all the, the hardcore legends. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I wasn't trying to like write myself into history. It wasn't like I was going to like right. Photoshop myself into a picture at like A7 or something. Um, <laughs> I've done that. But, Here, here's me bouncing at A7 when I was 11 years old. <laughs> Remember when I used to sing for sick of it all? You know, Photoshopping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, it, it was just sort of like that was New York hardcore was sort of the thing that, that um, whatever, that was like my, the thing that led me into like getting into hardcore and then like, you know, led me into like getting into all other kind of weird, crazy music. So, you know, it was always something that stuck with me. And, uh, you know, sometime in like 2008, I did an article for the Village Voice about um, they did a reunion of the A7 club, but it was at uh, the Knitting Factory and a bunch of bands played. And I wrote that piece and I like interviewed way too many people than I should have because I was just really excited to do it. So those interviews were sort of sitting around and uh, I was always kind of, I, I, I thought it'd be a cool project to do, but I was always sort of like intimidated to do it. But then, um, you know, one day I just said, uh, fuck it. And, you know, I, I got a, found a publisher and and went to it, went to town. It's got to be a lot of work uh, tracking down everybody, and I'm sure there's people who, uh, you know, refuse to do the interviews, like key players. You're like, oh, man, this guy doesn't want to do it. This is, you know, he's one of the big guys. I need this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, most people weren't that bad. Like, it took a while to track him down and to finally, like, nail down a time to do an interview. Um, but, uh, you know, you just got to keep moving. You know, like, yeah. if... if you know the the story still gets told no one is like being undercut i think like nobody that that isn't spoken to is like a crapped on in the book or anything so you know whatever that's what uh that's what second editions are for you know to, to, to <laughs> track down other people yeah it seems pretty you know i'm not done with the book by any means i'm only about 25 percent of the way through it but uh it's an amazing book it's got a you know no one seems to be really trash talking anybody else. So when it actually when it does happen, it's rare, and it's you you, you laugh out loud. My my favorite my favorite line so far. I'm, I'm I'm about a little more than halfway done with it. I only picked it up yesterday, but it's great. And uh, my favorite part is when Paul Bearer just lays it out on the line. Like <laughs> he doesn't care. It's oh like, yeah, no, I don't give a those, fuck. Those guys wouldn't be Ian shit. Mackay yeah, fuck or, him. Yeah. yeah, that was the best part of the whole book for me so far. <laughs> I'm amazed yeah, you no, two well, guys can you know, read. Well, <laughs> yes, Paul, we, Paul is a uh, he's just a quote machine, you know, like he <laughs> everything he says is gold, at least to me. I don't know. You know? Don't it's know. just funny because, you know, the Bad Brains is being the revered band. And and when they show up, everyone's like, this is it. This is what we're waiting for. And then Paul Bear is like, fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah. Do the Bad um, Brains do the Bad Brains belong to us? They're ours, right? They belong to New York? No, they're Washington. Yeah. No, listen, they belong to us though because in what if they stayed in Washington, Mario, according to Paul Bearer, what they would wouldn't happened? be shit. They wouldn't be shit. They came up here and they end up living here. They're a New York band in my mind. Listen, Tony, I'm I'm 53. I was uh in 1980, I was 18 and uh 1990 I was 28. So Thanks for, I the, remember, thanks for the I math. remember the scene, <laughs> and really it was the stimulators that were really the first ones that made that, that big crossover. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. No, I, I think, and the stimulators were the band that brought the Bad Brains to New York to play. So That's right. They, I, I, I totally agree. I think they're the band that, that kick-started like what 
New York hardcore became. And and the drummer was your age. Right, he was. Oh, 11, uh, well, like, was yeah, like, Harley from the Chromex was, right? was twelve years old. That, was, that, that always was him. amazed me. Yeah. I mean, I was always going down to St. Mark's Place, and and the whole I wasn't he- heavy metal or hardcore. I was kind of a, I'm still on a kind of art school punk phase, but uh, there was kind of a division, like who was the who was the Mohawks and the studs and the and more of the metal, and then West going into the hard, hardcore. So it was always kind of a looking at each other and kind of trying to figure out where do we stand. Who accepts who and what happens? I really didn't care. I, I kind of embraced a, everybody, but it was a fun time. It was a great time. You were there for the drugs place. and sex, right, right, Mario? I did have a lot of sex and I did do <laughs> drugs, <laughs> but uh, I didn't see the book, so I'm going to borrow it from one of these guys as soon as they're done. Well, it's on the computer, the one I have, so forget it. A You're computer? Gonna, uh, well, I would. I'm going to buy the physical book, but I only had a week to prepare, so it's not. You know, we'll have to print it out for you, Mario. Amazon would take two weeks. Where can we get the book, Tony? Wait, um, you can get it from uh, directly from the publisher, Brazilian Points. Uh, it's www.nyhcbook.com, and uh, they have them over at Amazon too. They just got them back in this week. So. Right. So, what's the best place for us to buy? The best places uh, that benefits you the most would be Brazilian Points, or is it all uh, the same? Yeah, too? I mean, like I, I think I, I still get the same amount of dough. Right. Okay. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, but, no, uh, we want to help you out the yeah. best way possible. Yeah, bazillion points. Although, like, it's crazy. Like, it's just I don't know. Like, the books are just running thin as as we speak. Because we did a, the the book came out in December, and the first printing like just kind of dried up, and they just got the second printing, and they're already like, oh, like we got we got to order a third. And I mean, I'm not trying to brag or anything. I'm just, just this is great. Is. You, you're actually making money off the book. Uh, right now, as yeah. of now, n- uh, no, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, like, dude, if I wanted to make money, I would have wrote a book about Justin Bieber or something. <laughs> you know, like, like uh, anybody to think like. And there are people like, hey, that guy just came in out of nowhere and he's making money. Like, give me a fucking break, dude. Like, I'm making you, shit. You you've, know? Written, like, you've written books before. You've written the uh, Detroit Hardcore, what seventy nine to eighty five, and then the, you've you, yeah. you write articles wow. for uh, magazines and and the like. Yeah, yeah, Village Voice. I do a weekly column for Noisy, which is like the Vice yes, uh, music yeah, site. Right. And I'm um, signing a, a contract actually uh, in a couple weeks for a third book. So, you know, I just try to keep busy because if I don't, like, I'll just get fucking depressed about my normal life. Do you have a straight, <laughs> uh, you have a straight job? Oh, uh, yeah. It's you have kids? Ass. Uh, <laughs> I, work, uh, I work in a print shop for a very... Uh, well-known banking institution, uh-huh. and I work with fucking morons and fucking uh-huh. retards. Now, what, what kind of printing? You guys print, like, checkbooks and stuff, or, like, what? No, uh, I, uh, I I print, like, it's for, like... Um, Prints out foreclosure. For, for when they, like, want to pitch, like, hey, like, you should invest in jerk-off industries because right. they'll I'm, do this. Like, I, so we print out these books for them to, like, take to other corporate shitheads to, like... Get their money and then you know do whatever with it. I've invested a lot of money with Jerkoff Industries over the years. <laughs> I think I think they're doing well. It's the Ponzi screen scheme of flushing. I have a reverse mortgage with Jerkoff Industries. I, I think that's yeah. our new official sponsor. If it works out. <laughs> well, I thought that was my whole point of bringing them up right there. I thought maybe like you know putting put in a good word so you can get a sponsorship. You know you. you know your audience. Yeah. J O Industries. Thank you. J O I. No joy and joy. Joy. Uh, walking shadow on the chat box saying she used to do that as well. And she says, pro tip, bankers love gradients. 
Oh, really? Yeah. It's a little font yeah. humor for you here on Live from the Barrage. Yeah. Design hey, <laughs> Comic Sans. Am I right, people? Am I right? I like that. Right? Uh, you got to see this book. It's got everybody in it. It's got D. Mercedes, Stimuli, Vinny Stigma, that chooch. Remember that freaking yeah. guy? Vinny's, that guy's, a, Vinny's a good dude. Yeah. Screaming man. But he is, he, no, Vinny Stigma is a nice guy, but uh, I'm sure. I have never met him, but he's like the quintessential New York chooch, like meatball hero, yeah. fucking yeah. throwing oh, yeah. the gravy around. I love it. He's short, very, but built uh, like a brick shit. Like humor, yeah. like... Like, you know, as soon as I was like, hey, it's me, it's Tony. He's like, Tony Baloney. Hey, what's going on? Oh. Every time I see him, he's like, hey, it's Tony Baloney. Oh. <laughs> now that's Italian. <laughs> I, uh, to, take, uh, to go back a little bit, you said you're working with Bazillion Points. Now, did you work strictly with Ian Christie a lot? Uh well yeah he's a he's the dude that runs it so, right yeah, no, I, I was just curious if there was if you went to like some of the underlings or you just went right to the big the big tall dude no <laughs> who Magnus that guy yeah, yeah I know Magnus yeah was yeah. he like the enforcer no, he, or something? Know, it's kind of funny because I think people ask me that like hey like who'd you have to talk to to do this I'm like Ian is in like a fucking in a pencil factory putting these books in like boxes right now like it's not like there's some big like entity here no, like it's, I've, it's I've, two dudes like I, that's it i've know? been to bazillion points my like actually a couple of times in brooklyn and uh i know it well that's why i asked i'm not i'm not far enough into the book but uh did you get to interview bruce wingate from adrenaline od yet was that in there cookie wingate yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> that guy i'm friends with that guy on facebook he's out of his mind no, uh, I interviewed Dave, who was the drummer for AOD. Yeah, and uh, that was that was good enough. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to talk to Bruce. <laughs> no, uh, you know Bruce has an, uh, he has a lot of he has a lot of opinions on opinions. You know, um, <laughs> that's right. I got something on Bruce too, and I'm not letting it out until he crosses me. Why wouldn't you just let it out now? I've got photo- this, this is it. No, I can't. I promise them. I have photographic evidence. <laughs> Someone who used to room with him. Thank you. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! Is it, does it have anything to do with the jerk off industries? Yes, he's. Uh, <laughs> it has a lot to do with it. <laughs> you know, if you look at Bruce's uh, profile picture, it's like him from like twenty years ago, and then you look at his real picture, you're like, man, uh, you know, all these guys. I guess it's, we were all just getting old. I mean, everyone looks horrible. Yeah. It's terrible. The guy from fucking uh, what's the oh, the nihilistics, the Long Island band. You're like, look at these fresh faced kids. Then you see him now, you're like, Jesus fucking Christ! How the hell uh, happened to this yeah. guy? Right. It's funny because that dude, like, I grew up thinking that band was, like, the coolest fucking thing in the world. And, like, I moved to Long Island, and, like, that guy lives, like, maybe a half hour away from me. And he, I mean, Ron is a great dude, but if you want to talk chooch, like, now there's, like, a... Yeah, we want to talk chooch. (laughs) You're on Talking Chooch with uh, (laughs) Tony Rettman, author of uh, New York Hardcore 1980 to 1990. Go get that book on bazillion points. Thank you. That's that's a plug. I think they call it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it because I'm I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's my hey, job, but I'm not doing it. Hey, this Ron Rancid story. Did they really beat up the Beastie Boys? He seems to kind of be embellishing there. I, I don't know. About uh, this. What do you do? You Ron believe it? Likes to em- Ron likes to embellish something. They might have beat Some, up John Barry. That's about it. Like, I think that's, that's as right. far as it. He's well, like the Beastie yeah, Boys showed up and we they, beat them up. Uh, what are the details? I don't know. Forget it. Or they beat up like Kate. You know, like Kate or John. I don't think she was in the band yet. John Barry. (laughs) Poor John Barry. He's like the best of hardcore. Like, you know, we did, I went over his house and it's funny because he just, you know, their whole thing is like, oh, like, even in 1981, their whole thing is like, life sucks, it's pointless. uh, And he still thinks that, but he lives in like a McMansion in in like Belmore. (laughs) You know, like. So it's like, ah, and he has like a kidney shaped pool. So you're like, ah, what? Right, McMansion in Belmore. Do you, you ever, have you ever been to Ground Zero? Remember that place? Oh yeah, we used to play there. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm new to Long Island. What's Ground Zero? Oh, okay. No, it used to be. You know, well, I used to play in a in a band called Endangered Feces, and they. <laughs> They, uh, there was this whole Long Island scene out there of these punk kids who would show up, like way out in Long Island, and, and then later on, Belmore. Like Smith, uh, not Smithtown, what's it called? Uh, I mean, Cent- Center Reach. And, and also Lindenhurst. There was there a were big these scene big P-Wack clubs, and, and it was it's not unlike the, the, the King's Club, the scene that Tony describes in the book where kids would just show up. Like it was the it was the '90s, and kids had mohawks, and they would just there would be hundreds of kids at these shows just showing up because there was nothing else to fucking do, and That's it was right. it was an actual scene out there. Ground Zero in Belmore was one of the places. Oh yeah, definitely. Like probably the last gasp of that of that scene. My friend Eric yeah. used to own and run that place. I think it ended in 1996, like right, right in the middle of that. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I'm like, what, what are all these kids doing? Where the hell did they come from? And I'm like, I was like older at that point. Huge like, scene in Long Island, man. They're just, then out and all the way out east, there was a, a Port Jefferson. There was like the a Roadhouse, yes. the King's Club, skate parks, and Huntington, Long Island had a big scene. Yeah, Pewak in Lindenhurst, all that shit. Yeah, well, Tony, you, yeah. you said you did Detroit and New York. Any any thoughts on the West Coast uh, scene? That whole uh, West Coast hardcore. Have you uh, thought about? Well, I think that's pretty well documented. Like I don't, they don't need, they don't need need me like traipsing in and trying to write about that. Like I don't know. There's like. You know, the, the Bazillion Points did that book a couple of years ago, We Got Power, that was sort of about that SoCal, like, early 80s hardcore scene. And, you know, I think they I think they get uh, they get enough fucking attention out right. there, you know? Well, leave yeah. them on the West Fuck Coast. Fuck L.A. Well, I, that, uh, the movie Decline of Western Civilization probably still has to be one of the top top documentary moments for that scene, right? Do you, oh, you yeah. No, I love that. I love that thing. And apparently, from what I've heard from interview uh doing some interviews with other people that you know that'll never apparently the the, the prints of that are gone like they were burned in like a fire or something like wow. some, so uh whatever you have of that you know hold on to because that to me that's that's a big thing for me because uh i don't know if you guys if you're in the same age bracket as me but like i'm 40 first, first got cable there was like nickelodeon just came on they had some sort of like teen talk show right <laughs> that was supposed to be like a serious teen talk show, and uh, they had like Man of War on there once. Oh. <laughs> Ross the boss, yeah, full, full, yeah. full on loin And cloth. they also had one where they had Penelope Spheris, the woman who directed *Decline of Western Civilization*, right. and they showed like clips from the movie. And I was like eight or nine years old. That shit blew my fucking mind. Like, <laughs> it was it was amazing. Like just that because they just showed that scene like where the circle jerks are playing and they just show like the pit and they, they just basically just kids hitting each other in the face. And I was just like, oh, I want to be there. <laughs> I want to hit somebody in the face. Well, that's and, a, and no repercussions. Like, no uh, repercussions. You could just punch each other and then they shake hands afterwards. That's a good question. Who yeah. started, <clears throat> who started the pits? Who started moshing? Do you have a guy? I did. You could say <laughs> besides Mario, <laughs> John Joseph uh, claims like to have in New started York it. or just in general or what? Uh, whatever you, okay, let's go to New York. Well, I think uh, New York, from what like everybody, you know, from the history that I'm, I am told, uh, you know, like while L.A. was sort of doing slam dancing, New York was still like punk and pogoing and shit like that. But uh, when it started to come into New York, people claim uh, John Watson, who was the original singer of Agnostic Front, like he was the guy that had the most like flair, as it were. Uh, for moshing, and I think that the whole thing is like New York. I think when hardcore was just busting out in New York, so was like rap. 
So right. I think there was something like a parallel there where it was like whoever was the best dancer was the coolest guy. Right. You know, it's also <laughs> a very Saturday Night Fever. Goomba vibe to that too, like whoever's the best dancer. Don't touch my hair; it's getting weird. <laughs> well, there's that like the, the Guido hardcore crossover, which is the, you know there's a thinner line, and I think people think. Oh yeah, no, and I, and that's what New York hardcore is to me. Is like that's like the paradigm of it. It's like these are guys that should be looking at punk rockers or being like fucking faggot. What the fuck? Right. But they're like them <laughs> they're yeah. defending those people <laughs> it's looking so in a weird. mirror like that was the part that really lured me to it as a kid like i was like these guys shouldn't be into this but they are like why like who like that was that was the thing that intrigued me about new york hardcore everybody everybody wants to belong to something and when you can show up and there's all these kids there and it's the same thing that you are it's it's you, you know all these disenfranchised kids it feels good yeah, it's empowering. Yeah, definitely. I, I just like beating the crap out of people. I think. <laughs> well, that's you. I, don't I know. never. I wasn't that tough ever. Like yeah. in hardcore, I was the guy in the back. Like, you know, because a lot of people are like, "Hey, why are you writing this book? You weren't there." I'm like, right. I, I was there. I was just like in the back, like, like with my hands up. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I chose not to, uh, you know, get my ass kicked every night. That's all. I wanted to watch the band. But one thing yeah, people exactly. need to remember before even hardcore or even punk established itself, it, Max's Kansas City was having a pretty much of a great scene with bands like, you know, uh, the Dead Boys and Steve Baders and Walter Lore and all the guys left over from the Dolls. And all the older guys would stand in the back by the bar. I never understood why. The, this is great music. What are they doing back there? And, and then 20 years later, I realized why. They were angry. But. That, that punk was rock where was disappearing. Max's used to be tables and chairs, so every time the right. band would come on, every table and chair would throw to the side, and it was mayhem. And it was it was sort of <laughs> pogoing, but it was the beginning of kind of that machine. Wait a second, Mario, this is amazing. You haven't read the book, but you you must have been there. I was incredible. Was Go ahead. Why did I interview you? Yeah, you should interview Mario. He's old. Yeah, <laughs> my brother was in a garage band called uh, uh, The Assholes. The, the Grand Poobahs. <laughs> big fans. We all knew Murphy's Law, and they actually played a benefit for us when we did uh, our radio station. Got uh, went on fire, and they did a big benefit for us at Danceteria. So, but it was it was really there was a lot of moshing going on even before the hardcore scene became became established. Really, what like? Yeah. Like in what in what way? At, at Max's, I mean, it was a it was murder out there. I mean, you would the tables and chairs would go, and next thing you know, murder. I tell you, it was murder. I tell you, it was uh, it was really uh, I guess a general evolution but, of of what happened into hard in hardcore. But Tony, there, in in reality, there were two Max's Kansas Cities, right? There was the Max's that closed and then reopened, and when it reopened, it was kind of the uh, you know uh, welcoming to hardcore, and they didn't really give a fuck what was going on. They made no money, and yeah, well, apparently, I guess the thing was that the the first one closed, the second one opened. And uh, the guy, I guess, who was the orig- who was the owner, was just like, uh, I don't give a shit, whatever. Right. But I, originally, he didn't give a shit because, like, I guess they had the restaurant above or below Max's. Below Max's. And, like, the restaurant was downstairs. The bands were upstairs. Yeah. So I guess as long as they made money in the restaurant, they were like, uh, like to uh, Peter Crowley, who was the guy who booked the show. They're like, you know, put on whatever you want. I don't care. Like, I'm making money down here with the restaurant. And then when that closed, they put pressure on him to, you know. Book pay, pay the bills. Bands that that would bring in people, and he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna book like this, you know, like heart attack, like a bunch of 14 year olds from Queens." And they're like, "Yeah, no, like, that's not gonna work." Like, <laughs> and uh, I did. They closed, I think, by November, December, 1981. 
Yeah. Right. So the restaurant was keeping the whole thing afloat, and then once that went away, it was it, the whole thing was kind of over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. what? You, what about the the Mud Club and CBGB's persevered? No. What, what year did the Mud Club close? Oh, I don't. know. I mean, what like eighty two or eighty three? I don't right, know. They, so that's early. You know, yeah, I, I'm not, maybe uh, Mario knows. I mean, he's uh, I have a knowledge memory. I, you, I got hit, a, a bouncer threw my head into a parking meter in about 1981. <laughs> Isolate that. And that, that was pretty and much the end it. of what I remember. Scene missing. It was that. Uh, and in San Diego, I got my ass kicked at a, uh, I don't know, an angry Samoan show or something. I don't even remember. A couple of Marines who thought they were hardcore. You mean Maroons. Hey, Mario, uh, Tony, Mario has a list, actually, of... Uh, and we're going to do one a week, probably. He's got a list of every show he's been to and the right. drugs he did. To and combat he, he my memory like a, loss. He made a little journal. <laughs> we're going <gonna, laughs> to explore that later in, in the later shows. That's a book. That's a book right there. There you yeah. go. It is a book. We should. You should talk to Tony after the show and figure out how you could turn that into a book. Mario Saro, esteemed author. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I'm a published uh, author myself. How do I get into this? I wrote a pizza article for Thrill List. It's got 25,000 likes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, more, that's more than I have on any kind of fucking uh, social media for this bullshit book I wrote. People are really mad about Queen's Pizza. They're really angry at me. <laughs> it's because you—it's like you rode your bike to these places. You never left the neighborhood. <laughs> that's right. Why well, leave the neighborhood? You, you fucking, you know, I walk out the door, I run into a pizza did, pie. Did when they tell here? you to only list seven places or did you? No, did, they could let you have me, done 50, but th- you didn't. They let me do whatever I want. All right. Did you at least get a free slice out of it? No. No, I, you got a budget. You got a budget. No, for I've been I've been to the pizza places after the article came out where they're thanking me when they realize it's me. I never told them, you know, but they're like, "Oh, we figured out it's you." That's because they, that's because they're like, "Oh, it's that guy on the bicycle again." <laughs> and they <laughs> they try to offer me free stuff, but I'm all about ethics and pizza journalism. I will not <laughs> bend or break. That's bribe. Be bought. Right, I will not be bought. My no. pizza won't be bought. You don't take pizza under the table. No, I take it very very seriously. I you know I wrote something and it has to be uh, correct. Well, I think. It's it's time it. for you to do a like a book, John. Maybe you could do a whole thing about <laughs> well, me Mar- and Tony are to get together. We to do a, a whole book on the Glen Cove hardcore scene. Glen Cove, <laughs> yeah, it's it's huge, it's huge, <laughs> it's huge. There's a, there's a bunch of Guatemalans around here wearing Sham sixty nine shirts. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because there was one day I was like driving down the street and I saw like a like a, a Guatemalan guy wearing like. A really, really old, like, Johnny Rotten shirt. And I was like, ah, he just bought that at a thrift store. And then, like, I saw, like, a whole gaggle of dudes walking down the street with, like, Sham 69 shirts on. And, like, oh, you're not even really kidding. punk rock shirts, like, partisans. And I was like, oh, like, I think I might, maybe I'll I crack something here, like the Guatemalan hardcore scene. <laughs> Glen Cove. Like. Near the projects, by the hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's near where I live, you know. Yeah, yeah you know, no, you I know. know where you well, my friend used to live on John Street. You know where that is? Uh, vaguely, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you got you to. All right, so if, <laughs> the rest of my, the audience, there's like one person who will know what I'm talking. You go down Glen Cove Road <laughs> yeah. and yep. you hit the firehouse, right? That's mm-hmm. where the, yeah, the, the barefoot mailman or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> the barefoot peddler. That, yeah. that's, that's what I. That's what I meant. <laughs> we stop. You stop for a drink at the barefoot mailman, <laughs> and then you, you you continue on south. And then you make a right. There's nowhere to go. You go right or left of the firehouse. And then you have to go up these hills. And there's That's actually a, like these projects there, right? I know exactly. Yeah, with yeah, like woods yeah. and yeah, there's a, a, a big Latino community, I guess. In there, I, I, I was banned from Glen Cove for a long time legally, just like Bad Brains. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, I got a criminal trespassing ticket, and we they, we hit our drugs, but they still were on to us. Mm, great fireworks show! If you want to go to the Fourth of July, oh, have yeah, that yeah. nice I, park. Uh, there. I was with his wife. 
<laughs> she was there. John's <laughs> wife was with me. Oh, oh great. This the, is before uh, I was married the last to my wife. fireworks show for the 4th of July here, like my wife and I went down to the water, and it was totally fucked up the whole time because this fucking chooch who was next to us, who was like talking to his friend on the phone, like, you got to come down for the fireworks. And like he's giving him loud directions, and he's like, "Come down, come down. They're this way. Oh, you're fucking stupid. What do you have? An abacus? Don't you have a GPS? Come on!" Like, going back and forth, yelling. What you and, have? Uh, you yeah, have an old Asian mathematical tool and not a GPS? I'm totally writing that down. Loud directions, because I would see that band in a heartbeat. Abacus. Loud directions. Abacus is my favorite Genesis record. <laughs> With loud directions, take a left. One, two, three, four. <laughs> the other. Uh, the other joke of that was like they had a band playing on the beach and for some reason like while this dude was like yelling into his phone to give these guys directions uh, the band was playing uh the killing moon by echo and the bunny men uh, okay <laughs> like this sounds like that terrible. just makes the whole thing was surreal that's all that's basically all i'm trying to say here did you ever try to uh you know approach uh you know ad rock or mike d the beastie boys for the book um i tried to get in touch with them through their uh through their manager, Steve, Steve Martin, Martin is a dick. Steve not, Martin not is the, the worst. Not the hilarious, you know, comedian that we all like. <laughs> right, not the guy and, with the uh, arrow through his head. <laughs> yeah, no, not uh, not the the author of Cruel Shoes. And uh, they, they, yes, yeah, it just it just wasn't it wasn't happening. And yeah. uh, it was also around the time that uh, one of the the the, the one that died died. So it was a hard it was a hard time. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. One. and I you know I think there's a weird thing with the Beastie Boys that. Uh, uh, before MCA died, you would never see the be- any Beastie Boy do an interview on his own. It would always be all three. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that plays into kind of their philosophy, maybe that they won't do separate interviews. I think maybe they, I think they're kind of know. probably going to loosen up soon because you know the other guy can't do it. He's n- he, it's yeah. impossible for him to do it. Who so. might he? No, the, the MCA. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. I just saw that he did some interview. Uh, like in the past few weeks, but you know the thing is, is like, uh, I you know everybody that I interviewed uh, when I bring up the Beastie Boys, it seemed like the general, and it's not like a, a like I'm not like shitting on them or anything, but it just seemed like the general consensus consensus uh, consensus of everybody was like, you know, if they didn't if they didn't do the rap thing, they would just been like they did this one seven inch and then went away. Yeah, that oh was, yeah, as as far as hardcore goes, sure. I- I think. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, the, and, and uh, you know, the th- whole thing with the book was like for me, it was like I wanted, you know, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to write the book that I wanted to read. You know, I wanted to be the, the Maya Angelou. Punk <laughs> 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 rock. I got to tell you, it's the the book is super entertaining. It really is. Like you know, I'm, I'm reading a couple books and they're boring, and this one, like, I can't like stop reading it. It's it's exciting, and I I'm afraid to start reading it again because I know that it'll just like take over my life. It's. Have you read Ooh. the uh, Our Band Could Be Your Life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a lot of people like crap on that book too, but you know, like, oh, that that guy had some sort of he knew what he was doing because he uh, that book sold well, so obviously he knew what he was doing. I like but, it. But it's no, like that it's, to me. I think, you know, anything- decent, I think it's a decent book. But, you know, he was really smart in the way of, like, I think people that grew up with those bands it, were like, eh, I know this story, whatever. But, like, guys like, you know, my, you know, my brother-in-law bought that book. was like, hey, did you know this band Minor Threat had to drive themselves around in a van that wasn't <laughs> insured and slept on a floor? Good God. You know, Good like, God, he really... Man. 
he really sold that to like normal people. Like, wow, well, that's like, what it's kind of like. Not to me. everybody's riding around in a bus. You I know? feel like but, a square because I'm, you know, I don't know when I was, you know, in 1990. I'm how old am I in 1990, Ryan? Fifteen. I'm 15. You were 15 in 1997. Yeah, I'm 40 now. No, so, in 1990, know. you were yeah, 15. I was 15. So I mean, like, I missed that whole thing, and and I'm happy to know about it now. And it really is like if you read the forward to the book. What's his name? The guy, uh, Madball. Yeah, Freddie. Yeah. Freddie. Yeah. He'll he'll tell you like, oh, if you if you're not into it, I think it's more exciting for people who don't know about it to read about it. Yeah, yeah. At least no, that's I mean, my experience. Yeah, and that's the thing is like you know, I wanted to know more about the stuff that I wasn't a part of. You know, like I wanted to know about like eighty from eighty to eighty five. So that was like exciting for me to to interview those people. You know, like eighty five to ninety, I was sort of like. Islanders. I, was, I, lose. I don't want to say I was there, but like that was like a, that was easier to navigate, sort of, you know. Yeah. So you said your brother brought you around to a lot of these shows. What was what was he doing back? So he's twelve years older than you, and what mm-hmm. was what was his thing? Was he in a band? Was he? Uh, was he was there? sort of a. Uh, I don't know. I guess he would have been like a a scenester before the, before a scenester was a scenester. I don't know. He like he was the program director for his college radio station, which was in. Uh, the town that I grew up in, in Trenton. And uh, from there, he became friendly with the dude that started booking the, the sort of the punk rock club in our town, City Gardens. So he started DJing. You're from Trenton, New hard- Jersey? He's outside yeah. of Trenton. Uh, Trent, Trent. Yeah. Oh, right. You did say that. I'm sorry. My apologies. R- Correct, Tron, bro. Uh, so he started DJing all the hardcore uh, shows there and sort of like, you know, he was just a guy that liked to, you know, he still is. He's a guy who works at a... Uh, Princeton Record Exchange. And, oh, sure, uh, yeah. Yeah, and he's our record. Guy that, <laughs> my band's record was just found there for four dollars. <laughs> which you go. We released endangered, endangered feet. No, we really no. It's my my other band. Uh, we released the record <laughs> less than a year ago, I believe. His serious band. <laughs> oh, oh the, the serious one. Oh, okay. yeah, no, no uh, the endangered feces was a, another time. Yes, yeah. that was fun though. Uh, um, but yeah, he was just always a guy that, and still is a guy who's super interested in any kind of music that's going on. It's funny because he's like, uh, like I said, he's 12 years older than me, but he has no like sort of, um, barometer as far as like, you know, he'll go to like, Hey, I heard these kids are throwing a crazy show in a basement in New Brunswick, New Jersey. I'm going to go. Do you want to go? I'm like, good Lord. No, I'm a grown man. I'm not going. <laughs> and he's, and he's like he just 60. Shows up and and I'm like, the- I'm sure everyone's like, who's the pervert? <laughs> 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 right. Hey man, who's the square? College radio. No, was he always definitely doesn't great- look like a square. He looks, he looks like an old stoner. So they're probably like, Hey, that yeah. guy, he has a lot of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> or it's, a guy, it's the guy from the, the record company. company. They'd just be like, all right, pervert, get out of here. <laughs> Did he help you with the book at all? Was he? It's uh, time to play cop, pervert, or record company executive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you work for Matador or you're a pervert? Oh, both. Oh, oh right, both. Great. I'm both. Um, yeah. Why not both? No, no, no. You got yeah. it all wrong. I'm from Jerk Off Industries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the CEO. It's <laughs> my business card. <laughs> so uh, did he help you out? Did, did you give him any credits in the book, or is he upset that like, hey, you didn't come to me? Uh, um, well, he would like that's the whole thing is like for that first. 
like the first uh, 80 to 85, he was sort of around for them. But then like, like anybody that got into that first wave of American hardcore, you know, he got a postcard in the mail in 1985 that said, you must listen to Sonic Youth now. So uh, he moved on. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. <laughs> he was like, oh, you got to go listen to the Swans. So from 85 to 90, I was sort of like navigating it myself. Like he was you, making fun yeah. of me for like liking. Yeah, but then you're hardcore. on your own. You're 17. You're old enough to make your own way, right? So. Yeah, yeah, That's and I—I I mean, I—you know—looking back, I'm like, man, I wish I like went and saw Sonic Youth. There would have been girls there, but uh, yeah. you know, instead I went to go see Gorilla Biscuits and oh. <laughs> me and a bunch of dudes. What is your um, what is what's your biggest concert regret? I got a bunch of them. My first one's the Ramones. I never fucking saw the Ramones. I cannot believe it. I think thirteen right. times they were great. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I saw I saw Warzone open up for the Ramones. The Ramones oh. did not get high <laughs> grades on my concert list. They were undecipherable. I didn't know what they were saying. Shut your mouth, Mario. Shut. <laughs> Shut it hard. Dude, get out. <laughs> I'm sorry. You want honesty? That's what it All is right. from my that's perspective. That's fine. That's your opinion. At no point I love I, the Ramones. At no point did I ask for honesty. The Ramones are like your band, John. I grew to love them. Oh, thank you. But John, They're my favorite band ever, and I never saw them. John, I it's a shame. I fucking can't see, believe it. You didn't see the Ramones, but I, I think, think if I was born two years earlier, I would have seen them a bunch of times. I got to give it to your credit, though. You actually saw Nirvana. I did see Nirvana I, like three times. I, I, I saw Nirvana twice. I think both times with John. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, the Ramones I, my, gra- my no, greatest. The Ramones regret. were great, even though in the beginning they were like, "What the hell is?" Did going Tony on? give us an answer? Our guest. What about you? Oh, yeah, for, Tony? for like what band I regret never seeing. Yeah. Uh, I do actually. One that sticks in my head is uh, my bloody Valentine played at City. I mean, I know this isn't isn't very hardcore, but uh, they hardcore. played at City Gardens, and that same night I went to like some shitty hardcore show that my friend put on in Middlesex, New Jersey, which was just like my friends. Yeah, like, hey, it's my friend's show. My friend's bands are playing. I'm gonna go, right. and I went to be like support the scene. And uh, by doing that, I missed seeing like you know my Billy Valentine in like 1991. Right. Or something. Uh, I saw them later, and uh, I think I went to I went to I wasn't ATP, feeling right. I, no, I wasn't. I was maybe it was in Hoboken. I don't know. I, hmm. I wasn't feeling well, and I went to sleep in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but I did see Nirvana when they when Nirvana played at City Gardens. Uh, the Fluid, this band The Fluid from Wait. Colorado opened up for them, and I I was like a big fan of them, and they, I think both of them were on major, like that was when Nevermind just came out, and like whatever, like the, the, the record The Fluid were putting out on a major label, like they were both, they were both there, they are both at the same peak where they could have done something big, Dude. and like I remember watching The Fluid and being like, these guys are going to the top, these guys are the greatest, <laughs> you and boys? then like watching three songs in Nirvana and being like, this fucking sucks, let's leave, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and uh, so obviously I have a, a real you know, nose for talent, um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you have like, a career in A&R. I can't believe that. I, just can't, I can't believe that Nirvana played City Gardens. I had no idea that was uh, even happened. I saw the Beastie Boys at City Gardens in '92. I gotta say, just real quick, you know, you're talking about band regrets. I think it was '92. There's a few of those, but for for venue regrets, that's one place that I, I regret never going to. I had so many opportunities to go see these punk dude, rock shows. It is so far from where we live, dude. It's yeah. not even funny. <laughs> as far as Trenton, right? I remember being like, also, I was younger, so like I was like 16 or whatever, and I was like, holy shit, where are we? Right. My biggest regret in life is that. Tony didn't have something to do tomorrow, so you'd be hanging out at the bar with us and drinking beers. It's yeah. not that far from Glen Cove <laughs> to here. You could still make it. I actually got to 
talking about uh, my shitty straight job, I have to be up by 6 a.m. tomorrow oh, to, right. uh, to, jerk off to go to Ted's <laughs> shitty job and be there for 11 hours. Going to work for yeah. old man jerk off. <laughs> uh, do you find he's yourself a, he's like a bastard, uh, jerk He's off. cracking the whip. Uh, Barnabas jerk off. <laughs> the third. Yeah. Maybe you no, can do honestly, I, w- I really, uh, I, I would like to be there, but. Uh, That's okay. Yeah. Your phone connection is fantastic, I got to say. Are yeah. you calling from a landline? Yes, that's Amazing. the whole thing. Yeah, Dude, when Lord. I've been doing a lot of interviews for like other podcasts, they're like, "Wow, like who's your who's your service provider? This sounds great." I'm like, "I'm using a ten dollar phone I bought at CVS." Like, Amazing. We talked to the guy from uh, we talked to uh, the new drummer from Cheap Trick uh, last week. It's <laughs> Rick Nielsen's kid, and that guy's phone is vacocked schnooked. <laughs> I'm riding the fader the whole time. This this is great. I love uh, not having to touch the mixing board. Fantastic I, phone I, connection, my friend. Thank you. I have a question about your book. Uh, now, how many of those like interviews, you know, or or you know, callbacks, whatever you want to call it, about your book? How many of them did you do in person versus on the phone or via email or whatever? <laughs> if any mm. stigma insisted upon uh, going to a pizza place, right? Yeah. No, he. Uh, okay. No, we did that at the tattoo parlor. At the at the New York Hardcore Tattoo <laughs> Shop or whatever. Yeah, he had to meet uh, uh, Johnson at the gym. <laughs> yeah, who? Which one? Uh, the, who's a singer from the Cro-Mags? John like, Joseph. Oh, John Joseph. John Joseph Johnson. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Uh, yeah, he's a nice guy. I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, anything. I'm not saying anything. I don't know. <laughs> um, he's just got how boobs. Many did, what's that? He's got. You know, he looks like he works out. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, he's yeah, no, and he, and he does. Uh, that guy could ride his bike from here to City Gardens without a problem within an hour. <laughs> this is true. And without a shirt. <laughs> yeah, and he will let you know that he did it. Um, <laughs> uh, and I would too if I could do that. So that's the whole. That, that's that's where our that's where our stories circle. Um, but uh, anyway, as far as you know, how many I did in person? Whew, I don't know. I did like I ended up doing like something like over. I think it was like. Uh, last count, it was like 108 interviews, 109 wow. interviews. But uh, most of them were on the phone. I don't like email interviews because I forget about them. Yeah. Like, some, like I'll send the questions and then they, they you know, they write them back. I'm like, oh, like yeah, this is just something on my fucking computer. Like I don't, exactly. I don't you know what I mean? Like I don't. It doesn't remember. stick in your mind because it's just in another email. Yeah, but then it's in writing and you yeah. can't misquote. You that's can, true. I, I like you, that part. That's true. But then, well, yeah, it's easier. I can just cut and paste it into there. Exactly. But like but, that's. But you know, the, but the uh, lazy. Mike, the downside of that is that uh, you know people will uh, compose their answers. No, I, I understand. You know what I mean? I, like it's it's kind of almost better to hear someone talk about it in the flesh. Then it's well, that's more why real. I was curious how many were done with like a, a you know a little tape recorder sitting between you and the interviewee. You know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to uh, or a phone, I guess is a phone. You have to transcribe, or do you record question. the call? Uh, no, I record. I mean, I I actually still use a tape recorder because like digital. Recorders to me are still like, I, I don't get it. It's a mojo. I don't understand. Like, well, you use uh, an actual uh, tape. Mario likes yeah, to send yeah, it yeah. Out. No, I go. use actual yeah. Maxwell like tapes. ninety C90 tapes. Yeah. Cool. There you go. It's a real yeah, recorder. Because like I can Howard rewind those, and I have one of those old, old style like recorders with the pedal, so I can like slow it rewind down. it back and stuff. Oh man, um, slow it down, cool. speed it up, tape to tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful and, thing. Yeah, Mario's but, uh, still trying to figure I, out memory sticks. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I, I remember the first time I tried to use like a digital recorder, I was just like, re- like a retard. I was like, "But where is it?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> not, I can't hold this in my hand. Where is it? I have like two um, uh, digital recorders, and I don't understand. Like it's like recording number one. And I'm like, you know what? I'm out. I, I'm just out. 
Yeah. You can't, you, you can't keep up. I had to go. I uh, can't keep up with you, five numbers. Yeah, I, I had to, um, whatever, uh, Noisy slash Vice sent me to cover some music festival in Texas last year. And Ian Christie actually was like, you're not going to bring your fucking tape recorder, are you? I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> all I got. And he's like, just take this. Like, he gave me a digital recorder. And it was the same thing. Like, I got back, like, I interviewed a band, got super drunk, like, hungover. I woke up the next day, like, all right, I got to transcribe this. And I just, like, hit it, and it was like, file one, file two. What the hell is this? Yeah, <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. You just want to take. I had to like sit there and listen to every little thing that was on until I found like what I did. It's um, easier just to like tape it and then write Vinny Stigma on a little tape. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I have a huge box downstairs of like, if anybody wants to, you know, if there's ever going to be a museum for this book, like you know, I got a gigantic box downstairs like brimming with tapes. Maxell, Maxell. <laughs> HDM, uh, what are they? The chrome tapes, the metal tapes. <laughs> I remember just hey, had yeah. to spend a little extra to get the metal. Way to show your age, yeah. Bob. Good luck. Shut up, uh, Tony. <laughs> hey, I live for hardcore. Tony, do you? Uh, I know a lot of hardcore fans are upset at like Fugazi, which is like Fugazi might be in my top five bands of all time, and but mm -hmm. people like you know these hardcore people like and, you, you ever hear the band uh, Fear of God from. Uh, yeah, For, yeah. You know the guy Eric Keller was a singer of that band. Uh, vaguely. I mean, I, I know the band. That's, right. that's the best I can do. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's really annoying, and uh, he's like always pissed off. Like Fugazi ruined hardcore, and it's like, well, hardcore was never a self-sustaining scene. It was going to burn out. It's going to happen, and he would blame Fugazi, one of the greatest bands in my mind. Uh, for like ruining yeah, I don't, what is yeah, your opinion I on that I mean I, I always liked Fugazi and uh, I was kind of I actually for that demos record that just came out oh, like yeah. a few months ago I wrote like this really long form um, review of it for this British magazine called The Wire which is like a sort of a hoity-toity uh, like experimental magazine and uh, you know my thing with Fugazi is like I always I always liked the music but I, I just thought the whole like you know, hey, don't stage dive. Like, it just, right. I mean, now that I wanted someone to jump on my head, but on the other hand, it was just like, <laughs> but Ian, you know, these, e these e guys are stupid. Like, the guys that are diving on people are idiots, and you're just sort of like, they're baiting you, and you're going for it. You know, like, that was that was my only beef with them. Right, so once, but, the, uh, once, the, once the kids figure out that if you stage dive and Fugazi will take you outside and give you your $5 back, you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, Ian, I, Ian, I was really proud of myself because with the review that I wrote, like, because they wanted me to incorporate, like, the, uh, like, that download series that just happened. And I was like, you know, I like listening to these, you know, hearing Fugazi play live because I think they were a better live band than they were recorded. I'm like, but all the stuff of Ian McKay yelling at the crowd, I'm like, it's sort of the bizarre world version of the day the laughter died. <laughs> a friend of mine um, made a whole tape called, uh, I think you can find it on online, maybe SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, him, like, yeah. Having fun on stage with Fugazi or something. It's yeah. just all the, yeah. all the stuff in the, mi in the middle, you know. Yeah. I think it's Ian sort of like the 90s of version it. of that Venom, you know, like the in-between banter from the <laughs> You're Venom. You're wild, man, so wild. Like how exciting the 90s were. Like, that's the equivalent of the 90s Venom fucking thing is Fugazi. But I really do think Ian McKay yelling it at the crowd is equivalent to Andrew Dice Clay yelling at the crowd on the day the laughter died CD. Your souls the God's rock and roll! Oh! Ah! 
I have it all, baby. Oh, by the way, by the way, I was at that show. No. Were you? Get what out was, of here. Was that the Ritz wow. or something? Where, where was that? No, it was at City Garden. Oh, it was at City Garden. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure. And that's also sampled My brother dj that show. Venom, Black, Didn't Flag, Black, and Overkill. Yeah, I Black, was there, my friend. There was a big thing this week on the internet that Kronos... Uh, uh, he was going, yeah, Kronos was going back and forth saying Henry Rollins was this or that. Yeah, or something. and Henry Rollins was calling him a dick and, and metal sucks and all this, this stuff. This show you guys are talking about is actually high, high up. It was strongly talked about in the documentary about City Gardens, which I saw. And they, I haven't they, seen that yet. Yeah, they talk about this very scene. I have to, you know, get loaded and watch that one night. Strongly <laughs> talked about. So, uh, Tony, heavily. John, does, does <laughs> hardcore not exist anymore? Is that what, what I'm getting here? Of course it, it exists. Yeah. So, yeah, Fugazi put good. an end to hardcore. What exists today? Well, there's no new hardcore. Is there, is, or, is there you know, a scene? Mad, there... Madball still exists. Agnostic Front just well, yeah, well, yeah. sick of it all still exists. I'm talking about you go to a show and there's like... put on a record... Next month, my, yeah. yeah. My friend Craig just joined their band. I'm fucking psyched. Craig, Craig from, from Slapshot. <laughs> oh. But oh, yeah, what okay, about yeah. like kids in their twenties? No, no. There's no hardcore. The scene comes and goes, and that's it. it comes in waves, and you talk and, and forget it. But I mean, there's still like kids, kids. Like there's still kids that form hardcore bands. I mean, I hope. You know, that's it. That's, I mean, uh, you know, now that I'm like some weirdo in a in a in a windowless van hanging out, like, hey, kids. <laughs> You guys form an hardcore band? Dude, but, uh, you should totally get a get a white van and park it in front of like on Glencove Road and, and spray paint free hardcore on the side of it. <laughs> spray paint X's on your hands and be like, X, you guys X, are into X. candy or what? You guys That's like uh, Agnostic Front? That's how guys, I met you, John. You guys like old school hardcore? I got a lot of records back in my house. Uh, <laughs> you ever hear of the uh, stimulators? <laughs> you guys want for you alarm? Got, you guys huh? want to come I'll to Glen Cove? For alarm. Um, I'll give you calls for alarm. Anywho. <laughs> um, Are you sick um, of it all? But no, I mean, there's I definitely am too. still like kids that put out demo tapes and, and do little seven inches and all that stuff. Like it's still... Still exists, you know. Well, there's it's, no it's, really you know. big seven inches. They're all little, dude. I'm totally into. If there's kids <laughs> out there that's starting hardcore bands, that's fucking mint. I'm into. No, that. It's, yeah, and that's the thing is like that's the kind of thing that kind of gets me irritated is like, there. It seems all of a sudden now like some guy finds out like, hey, like somebody cares about this band I have in 1983. I'm gonna reform it with like one other member and right. my you know and who, two of my buddies who just lost his yeah. job thank god <laughs> yeah, yeah. swing it thank god he lost his job at jerk off industries thank god so, <laughs> i really uh, i got let go from jerk off industries finally yeah. but like that's the thing that kind of pisses me off is because like hey it's great to that this guy is having his middle midlife crisis and everything but like you know there's kids that want to do this shit and it's more legit that it's a kid always does it than like some fucking Old guy who just wants to relive whatever. Right. Always yeah. been about the kids. The more kids get into it, whatever it is, you know, hardcore, whatever new stuff that they're doing is, yeah. is what it's all about. Because you know, the old people, we had our chance, we fucking blew it. Yeah, but the kids want to see the <laughs> the people from yesteryear. Like you, you want to see yeah, ACDC no, listen, so I'm, badly. I'm, I'm, I, I can't figure no, it out. I'm not against reunion shows. Only, you know, reunion uh, bands have their own uh, reasons for reuniting and it could be a variety of things. And I'm happy to be able to see the replacements, a band I ne- never saw sure. when I was a kid, which is one of my favorite bands. Uh, and, and, you know, other bands. I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, that was a regret for me that we're missing those originally. But that's a separate separate issue from an actual scene which i've seen with my own eyes 
of yeah. kids getting together and just wanting to be in a place where they can all go safely and watch a fucking hardcore show or yep. a punk show or a rock show and all get together and, and hang out once a week or whatever it is. Well, it wasn't too safe. I'll meet you guys yeah. at the rap well, show. I mean safe as... <laughs> I don't mean safe as I know exactly uh, physically mean. safe. I mean safe as a place for a bunch you're of... accepted. A bunch of weirdos to go outside of society where, you know, you're, you're pushed out. Amen to that noise. Thank you. you. Know, uh, going back, Tony, to slam dancing, I think a lot of it has to do with... Uh, <laughs> A lot of these kids were like, we were all into roller hockey. So when we just started slam dancing, it was just a great way to roller extend. Roller hockey? I'm going to put you in the whip, man. The fuck? That was a great way to extend like what you did. And get it was a controlled aggression. It was a way like when you're playing hockey and you're checking people, you're not fighting. And the same thing was with slam dance. You weren't fighting, but you were getting that aggression out. You and get it, the aggression out was, with respect was, amongst your uh, peers. Right. And, somebody falls yeah. down, you pick them up and start all over again. Right. Mm-hmm. Until they fall twice, they need to step. On I them. I have here. I did. I did find one. I want to state one show. Can I? Unless state you're it at now? the Fugazi show where uh, yeah, you slam dance, ahead. you get your five dollars back and go buy a July thirtieth, nineteen eighty, with a grade of B plus. Here we go. At Max's Kansas City. Now you can tell because all my other shows have where I sat, and this just has a bunch of scribble lines that says slam. Very July thirtieth, nineteen eighty. Okay. At, at Max's, Max's Kansas, Kansas City. City here's Mario. Slam. It was mad and stimulators. Oh man. Wow. Uh, the, these bands are all in the book. Power Punk. Fucking amazing. I wrote Power Punk. Great. Then there's a skull and crossbone. And then it's scribbled like BVs, which means I I got really drunk at my local bar in Queens before I showed up. And probably <laughs> some other Is crap. there a more Queens bar uh, than but BBs? But it got a B plus. <laughs> and I loved it, but it just got a B plus. So I don't know what the hell I was looking wow, for. Wow, B plus. Did you hang out with the guy that, because the guy that booked all the shows at Max's, Peter Crowley, gave every band a letter grade after every show. <laughs> oh. He yeah, that's in the book. Like you get a B B minus today. Like you guys kind of fucked off. Oh, on we got to compare right. grades then. I remember reading that in the book. The nihilists were all uh, excited. They would always get like an A minus. They're like, "We're in, but we're in. You want to open <laughs> yeah. up for whoever?" You but know? I, I think they were just excited to get off of Long Island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was the other thing. Like you know, the Lower East Side, no one would live there. And then like people would be like, you know, guys are coming from Long Island. Like, who are these Long Island interlopers? You know, yeah. messing with well, our scene. Yeah, and then you know? that guy Peter Crowley makes a good point of that. Like, he's like, nobody was. Everybody was from Queens. Like, no one right. really. It, was it wasn't until later on that like right. people started squatting on the Lower East Side and shit. Yeah, like that. everyone's from you, somewhere you else. You came from Jersey or you came from heart Queens. attacks from Whitestone. We all met in the middle. Yeah. Which is, I could walk to Jesse Mallon's house right now. Let's, go, Ryan. Let's walk to Jesse Mallon's house and talk. He, he lives in Queens. Yeah, he's from Flushing. One of the greatest Not things anymore. is he probably was in a McMansion in Levittown's. Getting the Jersey girls to go home with you because their trains would stop running. Right, the train to Jersey from Manhattan would just stop at some point. So if yeah. you hung out with them long enough, they'd be like, "I missed my train," and then you knew it's like. Well, get in my car. We're going to Queens. And there it was. What fun, was the, fun, fun. Who's the radio guy who used to just scream Tim all day? Uh, Tim, oh, uh, Tim Summer. Tim Summer. <laughs> yeah, you know where he went. Oh, what do we know about partying or anything else? Make that sure guy, my yeah. claims up, man. But you know what, Tim Summer, like, you know, he went on to be an A&R guy. He signed Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What do we know and about I think he signed Enya, too. He, he signed Hootie? And who else? He signed, he signed the hoodie. Yeah. I call him hoodie because, uh, you know, I'm a big fan and the rest You're of it's a big Man fan? Yeah. I, I figured. But, uh, no, he, he, like, went on after that. He was, like, a dude on, uh, like, when VH1 was sort of doing, like, their version of, like, the MTV News, he was their Kurt Loader. 
And then, like, he went on to be an A&R guy and sign uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. So he's got that going for him. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And he actually just wrote, like, he does, like, a, a, a daily column for some Brooklyn paper. And he just did his, like, well, I see there's a book that came out. And all this stuff, and I'm going to tell my story of New York hardcore because I don't think this is right. I'm like, great, like that's that's the whole point of this book. Like, yeah. I, I want other people to fucking who were there to tell the story. So. I'll write a book. The more, Damn it. well, I guess you know, the more angles, the better in my mind. Well, just to get to to get a uh, whatever. I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm going to ask you. How do you? But feel, no, Tony's angles right. How do you feel about Stony? <laughs> uh, Stony. Uh, how do you feel about um Stony and the Blowfish? Stephen Blush's book. How do you feel about Sto- uh, Stony? God damn it, uh, Steve Blush. Blush. How do you feel about his Blush? American Hardcore book? Stony Blush. Stony Blush. That's what <laughs> I call him. Sponsor. <laughs> no, but what do you what do you think about him? And then having made the movie and all this bullshit, you know, like uh, do you well, have any beef you know, with him? At you, the you, end of the day, like that, uh, you know, I wouldn't. He, you know, f- am I a fan of that book? Not really. Okay. Um, but you know, if it wasn't for that book, my the two books I did probably wouldn't fucking come out, and a lot of other things. Like he really did sort of, you know, kick down the door for, you know, hardcore to be sort of, uh, you know, legitimized or whatever you want to call it. Like that, that it that it became something that people are going to pay attention to, and it was going to be like history. You know, um, right? No, I was just, I, solely book, solely on the chat box saying Blush's book sucks well, in all caps, but I don't know. I haven't read the book. So. Yeah, no, I, I don't. The, the American Harker book to me, maybe, you know, in the, in the back of my mind, like I was like, this book sucks. I want to do better. Well, no, uh, he's only because you had said about other angles and that's what made me bring it up. I'm yeah. just, you know, you know, it's yeah, funny no, because I, you know, I just think that he, that book to me just seemed like he had a lot of like, uh, like he was set, like settling scores or something. Like he was like, ah, like this guy, blah blah blah. And then like there's a whole thing where like, hey, like I got my dick sucked by some guy in San Francisco. Like, what does that have to do with the music? Right. Like, you no, know, that's that's like legitimizing himself. Like, look, I got my dick sucked by a guy, so I'm real. Hey, I mean, we've all had our dick sucked. Yeah, by hey, these sure. Who hasn't? You know, yeah, right. oh, I'm looking at Mario right, right now. But this took a weird turn, man. <laughs> Back to sex talk and life in the Back blood. to jerk off industry. Nobody not, wanted to suck my dick. That's not sex. That's just scene unity. Yeah, scene oh. unity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you can't suck another guy's dick, then you can't mosh in the pit with him. That's pretty much. <laughs> uh, Slow clap. Very good. Hey, hey, Tony, I got a question for you. Uh, you. Do you have a couple minutes? Sure. You want to play a little <laughs> crap, not crap? Yeah, we need a theme song for crap, not crap. Crap, not crap. Yeah, so, sure. Why not? Yeah, what I do is I'm going to name a band, and uh, I'm going to rattle off these a list of bands, and you say they're whether they're crap or not crap. Okay, as long as it doesn't like it's it's no one that's like you know in the book. Come, come no, down. Yeah, sure. It's that's completely fine. separate. There's no hardcore bands on the list. That's what makes it fun because oh. we know that like you know. All the hardcore bands are probably not crap to Tony, so we'll just give you like classic rock bands. I want to run down a list of hardcore bands and do this. <laughs> Tony, just want to point out there is one rule: you're not really allowed to to expound on it too much. It's a basically yeah, a quick you, answer. You, you could qualify no, your answer. If I you don't. Like, I don't. Yeah. No. It's trust like. me. I know I've been talking a lot. I don't. But you know, I don't. I don't really like to. So it's fine. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> You've been doing great, man. This, oh, is, yeah, this is the best interview ever. You. Right, <laughs> you're so, doing great. <laughs> you're doing great, man. Yeah. Okay. No, but uh, right. I think this would be fun. We'll just okay, run, yeah, through, sure. run through a list of bands, and I think it's fun that uh, these bands are not hardcore bands. All right, all right, so the New York Dolls, crap, not crap. Not crap. Metallica. Not crap. Ooh. Foo Fighters. Crap. Operation Ivy. Uh, 
not crap. Yeah, mm. interesting, yeah. interesting. Deep purple. Oh, definitely not crap. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking highway stars. Yeah. The Rolling Stones. Not crap. Ted Nugent. The band. You can make uh, a political exception. Music, musically not crap. <laughs> Right, as a person, that's all that's about. The, it's about music, nothing yeah, else. Exactly. Let's moving on. The biggest. Moving I mean, like, bag if, of if you really want me to expound, like, you know, go ahead. After nineteen seventy nine, crap. But right. you know, right. Grand Funk Railroad. Oh, uh, not crap whatsoever. <laughs> you got all worked up. <laughs> Tony almost that. had a stroke. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing my Grand Funk Railroad shirt right now. Nice. Tony's <laughs> punching a wall. How oh. dare you, sir? <laughs> Fog hat. Uh, first. Two or three records, not crap. All right. Credence Clearwater Revival. Oh, definitely not crap. Bob Dylan. You're like, you're like yeah, you're, yeah I'm, I'm not that exciting with this, I guess. Anyway. Yeah, no, no. Right. Don't worry. I, gotta, I, I, I know what I'm doing. Bob Dylan. Oh, not crap whatsoever. Nice. Really? It's so, I like Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan's so polarizing. Like, a lot of people just hate No, Bob like, Dylan. I, I, I celebrate his entire catalog. <laughs> God bless Michael Bolton. Come on, you saw where I was going with that. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I picked you. up off of your <laughs> cue. I thought I thought you guys were sophisticated. You wouldn't know what that reference. Oh <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I get it. We're very low brow here on live from the barrage. Uh, I'm I'm unibrow, so there we go. <laughs> Are you? You have a unibrow? <laughs> yeah, I'm like the guy from Fugazi. What about the unibrows? Crap or not crap? <laughs> unibrows. The, uh, the unibrows bridged hardcore to punk rock. Not crap. Unibrows, not crap. <laughs> Everly Brothers. Oh, definitely not crap. Definitely not crap. Bad Brains. Definitely not crap. Steely Dan. Definitely not crap. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? Why do you he like Steely Dan? I know. I'm sorry. Music. I like a lot of stuff. I'm I fucking Steely sick Dan. of these Steely Dan apologists. They're horrible. <laughs> it's like jazz <laughs> for fucking See, no, no, white no, That's an opinion of both of yours. You're allowed to Let's have one. Let's move on. on. We're Let's allowed to game. <laughs> no, this is the fun of the show is talking about it, dick. <laughs> Why are you going to be so abusive, asshole? Why do you got to <laughs> cut me off so quick, People dickhead? are yelling at each First other. Nobody's mad at me. Fuck you, Mario. No, because Steely Dan, like, really... I'm curious about the the, the love. The appeal? Yeah, I, I don't get it. I'm you know, and I've tried. I'm not. I'm not a dick. I'm, you know, I, 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 I I I was never. It was funny because I had a lot of friends that were into punk rock, and then like, you know, there's always like this little thing like, well, now I like this, and you'd be like, all right, all right, okay, I can get with that. And then like, I had a lot of friends like, oh, I like Steely Dan. Let's go fuck yourself. That stuff is for fucking people to do coke on yachts with. Like, exactly. That shit. Right. It's and, like yacht pizza, then, gun, yeah. coke. Music, yeah, jazz, but then, like, bullshit. Uh, All of these a friend of I mine like. played me that song Berry Town. It's from uh, like that record Pretzel Logic. That's, that's kind of <laughs> cool. It's like a Beach Boys kind of song. Mike, like, you, it had like a poppy vibe. You like Steely Dan too? Like I was like, I actually, just I don't. Everything after that. Interesting. Uh, I don't like Steely, but I'm not. But I don't hate them like you do. Well, like, this just, is the fun of crap, not crap. Being able to stop and talk about it every once in a while. Yeah, give me a break. I, uh, no, but you were you were you were like, why? I don't understand. Because I don't. That's that's all fine. We're moving on. It's not Yorma a problem. Kakorma, whatever his name is. What the hell? Conquering? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That dude's from Hot Tuna. He wasn't in Steely Dan. <laughs> <laughs> is he crap or is he not? He's asking crap? you crap, not crap. Yorma? Yorma's definitely not crap. No, I Bob, love Hot Tuna. I Bob, gave him a B plus. Everyone loves Hot Tuna. Don't be silly. Bosquet. In the microwave, it's great. Exactly. No, Hot Tune is badass. I love that band. No, I do too. Boss Gags. Boss Gags. uh, First couple records, not crap. 
The replacements. Uh, sorry, crap. Oh, very polarizing. Uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. John, Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers. Oh, oh not crap. <laughs> hey. You don't like any Tom Petty songs? Uh, I might have a few on my iPod, but I, I just never got why he, you know, Tom Petty to me was like, even as a child, when I heard that, I was like, this guy just sounds like Bob Dylan and all the, and it just sounds like the birds. <laughs> like a so I was like, doing like a, on an impression. Right who the fuck, who, like, just you know, go listen to Bob Dylan and the birds. I, I love Tom, yeah, I, I love Tom Petty, but uh, I, I, I kind of agree that he's doing an impression of Bob Dylan and the birds. I kind of, I can't disagree I with mean, that. he's heavily, heavily influenced by Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah. And then like, it's I, even to, as a kid, I was just like, why don't people just listen to Bob Dylan? But now I understand, like, as I, there's a couple songs people played me that I was like, all right, that, that, that's cool. Like that, that's, I think as you know, the 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 later stuff that's like from the past couple of years, like that that record, the last DJ or whatever. I think that's a good record. Like I Here think he's kind of coming to his own. DJ, yeah, Dylan today. <laughs> Let me hit you. With I one. liked him better on the last episode of uh, the Larry Sanders show. I he, was <laughs> yeah. he was great. That was a great yeah. show. Let me hit so you. He's with like one. you know what he, what he say? He's like. Like whatever, like Greg Kinnear's like I I was up for an Oscar. And he's like for what? Talk soup? For what? <laughs> Talk soup? It's <laughs> yeah. great. I'm gonna throw one at you, Tom Jones. Uh, not crap. I not crap. Well, Tom you, Jones. You crap well. Tom Petty, but not Tom Jones. Tom Jones rules, dude. I I uh I have a funny Tom. Like my mother really liked Tom Jones. Like she had all the records, but she was so like far removed. Like she was like oh, I just like the music. And then she went to go see him live, and she was totally disgusted because, like, I guess, like, women the, were the throwing panties, panties on stage and stuff. Hotel yeah. And she just came back, and she was like, oh, like, I don't like, she never listened to him again. She's like, those people, those women were making fools of themselves. Like, oh, like, she was so disgusted by it. <laughs> she should listen to Engelbert Humperdinck. He was the, he was the good one. Yeah. You don't even know, uh, Hairdo and I have a story about that guy, but we, you know. I can't tell it on the, I could, but I don't. Uh, whatever. There used to be this. <laughs> Wait, you have a story about Engelbert Humperdinck? Yeah. There used to be this chick we hung out with, and then, uh, you know, eventually it turned out that she's the spawn of Engelbert Humperdinck. She didn't know it. We didn't know it. <laughs> no, we, no, well, no, she knew it. We didn't. We're sitting at home watching TV one night, and there was a story about deadbeat celebrity dads on, like, Dateline or some <laughs> shit. And we're all sitting together, and all of a sudden we're like, oh! <gasps> Holy shit, it's her. And we found out, and I've talked to her about this, John, and she said that he was the biggest piece of shit, that he, uh, he prorated her college education. He had to pay for her education. She went to the finest schools, but I guess she turned 21 while she was still in college, He and she turned 21 in, like, March or April. He prorated to the day and when he would stop paying for it. Right. Even though he was still paternally, he was in a DNA test. He went wow. to court. He tried to fight it, and he was found out to be the father. And, what a uh, humperdink. Yeah, what a humperdink is right. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, he had... And I always thought he was a nice man. He actually has a shit ton of money. I like, like When we were hanging out with this girl, uh, this woman, well, she was a girl back then, Stoli. Don't get on my case. <laughs> hey. And, uh, She's we a were woman just, like, now. We were... <laughs> Thanks to us, girl, and, and jerk off industries. We we were throwing her. Uh, we were, I remember having a barbecue at a house, and we like like threw the barbecue in the backyard and like just wrecked our house and stuff. That was the best barbecue I've ever been to Can in my life. Get it? 
Can we get her on the air? Can we interview her? It was a crucial barbecue. That's Jimmy Gestapo. Tony, did Jimmy Gestapo tell you to call him Jimmy G and not put Gestapo in there? Is he embarrassed or something? No, I think it took, uh, it took think, too much I font. From now on, he they they reference him to Jimmy G since uh, there was something happening like in Philly a few years ago where like a guy showed up at a Murphy's Law show in a full Gestapo uniform. Right, and he's not I, down with it. Yeah, I guess he was like, "Oh wait, I got to rethink this. Let, um, me, let me separate but, uh, separate myself from this Nazi persona." Thirty four years later, let me rethink this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're that that. I just want to go on record that that that's. That's you guys saying that. Not me. <laughs> that's not Tony. That's all us. I have no problem. I know Jimmy G, so I have no problem saying that. Tony, crap, not crap. Mott the hoople. Oh, definitely not crap. Yeah. Definitely not crap. Kiss. Oh, my God. Definitely not crap. Really? They have like six good songs. Yeah. It's total crap. Wait, Kiss have only six good songs. Yeah, that's right. Deuce, Strutter, uh, Black Diamond, She, um, Love It Loud. And I can't. That's about it. They have rock bottom. They have a lot more than that, man. Come on, hundred thousand, hundred thousand years, hundred thousand years. Uh, anything from my baby. There was Parasite. so much better music to listen to. Oh, Parasite's out. good. Parasite's a good tune. But come I, I, on, you gotta you, you, you give them the Aerosmith pass for Heavens on Fire and Tears are Falling. That doesn't make them a bad band, in it my is opinion. Part of the band. Well, the well, I mean, Aerosmith are still, you know. Aerosmith are good up to a certain point, and same thing with Kiss. Like I'm not, I'm not saying like, hey, like I, I really like fucking Kiss Unplugged or something. But like, I don't <laughs> like that. But you know, I grew up. You know, I mean, I think we all, you know, I have a very, you know, my dad. You know, I think you know our dads have like a, an idea. Like I don't trust anybody that doesn't drink, and I'm like, I don't trust anybody who's my age who was like a male and didn't like Kiss when they were kids. I don't, <laughs> I don't trust that. Like, that just means you were into something else. Like, what the fuck else were you into? I like, love-hate relationship. No, but no, it was clown school. Come on. Mario doesn't like it. much better stuff going on when they came out. Clown school. Yeah. It's, but, it's I mean, again, you're old. Like, I can see that because my, my brother well was like, kiss them. are garbage. Like, he, you know, that's older right. dudes probably were like, that's just like a New York Dolls ripoff or something. Like, they just, Gonna take you back to clown school. All right, the who? The Who? Uh, no, they're definitely not crap. Right. Is it, you know, it's a tough band. A lot of people don't like The Who. Who doesn't like The Who? I think Who hey. doesn't like The Who. I love The Who. Oh, good. I play bass, man. I like I, The I, Who. You think I don't like Thunderfingers? Who that? Who that? That's your that, that don't like The Who. Prince. That's your new nickname. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the French breath. Prince. Prince? Uh, not crap. Oh, Thank you. Shit all over. Pat, Pat Banatar. No, crap. Pat Boone. Not crap. He's very Joe Jet. Uh, Pat Boone had one good record. <laughs> it's called no, seriously. It's called Departure, and it was like his his attempt at doing like a country rock record. It's pretty good. I I have it downstairs. But uh, uh we're coming. Yeah, out, we're gonna come over and that listen one to record, it. Crap. <laughs> All right, let's move on. The Beatles. Little band of Liverpool, England. Yeah, I think I've heard about them. Uh. Uh, you know, it's my, okay to crap punk, the Beatles. We don't judge. My you. punk rock side wants to say crap, but you know they're not. Obviously, they weren't crap. You know, I don't know. Right, how about a, people? People like them. Yeah. <laughs> do you like them? Would they you? Do you find yourself time. ever? You, you would never uh, go back like a, and like listen like to a, a Beatles. Decent, like uh, like the other day, I was driving around and they like played uh, 
Dig a Pony. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's, that's a, a song. great song. That's in my top five Beatles songs. That's Yeah, like, it, like you know, it matters what... I think with a lot of that, that classic rock shit, it matters what song it is. If it's the same song you hear fucking 50 times a day, you're like, ah, yeah. like, kill me. Fuck uh, the McCartney jams like Penny Lane and oh, Long yeah, and well, Winding Tom Road. Listen, total crap. The Cavern Club was the CBs of its time. Come on. That was total punk. No, I, I mean, I agree that I, you know, I, I like the Beatles, but... But, you know, it's such a fucking large entity. It's hard to be like, ah, uh, like, this is good. This is, you know, that, you're very, you're, you're pick and choose. Basically. That's what makes but, crap now crap so fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it makes it discuss, all this discussion. A velvet underground. Uh, no, come on. How can they be crap? Who would think you, would crap? Be, you would be surprised. Lou Reed well, Solo. Crap? Lou Reed Solo. Uh, crap. <laughs> We're going out on the dirty boulevard. We're going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, know uh, what? Have you ever heard, like, the, uh, there was some record, like, a, he did an all acoustic record in the 90s. It was, like, a live record. And he does that dirty boulevard song, but it's so, like, it's almost like he's making fun of it. He's like, oh, yeah, dirty boulevard. <laughs> he just, like, goes up and down, and it's fucking garbage. Anyway. Sonic Youth. Uh, not crap. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, God, not crap whatsoever. Yeah, baby. Oh, you Come love on, the Mac, Tony. don't you? I've lost all respect. What is wrong with you, Mario? No, I like the Fleetwood Mac, and it reminds me of something Tom Sharpling said when we had him on the show, which was like, Steely, uh, you know, Steely Dan, oh. he, I think he crapped, but Fleetwood Mac was like the real version of Steely Dan. Like, the, yeah, they, yeah, they I mean it. That, but I think that, like, is like, the thing is, I remember when uh, I first started to like like the early Fleetwood Mac, like the Peter Green stuff. I was like, ah, I'm not going to like the bad stuff, like the rumors and all that. But then I eventually liked that too. So it all you end up you end up loving what you hate. By the way, I'm here to say that thunder can totally happen when it's happen when it's not raining. That's right. I've, I've, yeah, the scientists scientists have proved that. Yeah. Crocus. Uh, crap! I don't even I couldn't even name a crocus song, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. Television. Not crap. Gang of Four. Oh, not crap. Gang just, of Five. Just played last week at every plaza. Who, who's could do? Uh, not crap. The Clash. Crap. Get the oh, fuck out of here! I'm gonna I'm come over you. and kick your ass, the, Tony. I like it. The, I like it. The Clash is the question that divides all people. It's the best. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> people hate the Clash, or they love the Clash. It's the best question ever. Mario. And Tony crapped him. With There'd be no hardcore if it wasn't for the clash. You really got him riled up. Jeez. What about, what about coming to Glen Cove? What about like deeper bands like Pink Floyd? I love it. Yeah, I love Pink Floyd. Mm. Not crap. Yeah. Who, who, who not craps Pink Floyd and craps the clash? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, someone that smoked a lot of pot. Blue Oyster yeah. Cult. Oh, not crap. I'm, come on. I live on Long Island. Come You're on. damn right you do. King Crimson. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Well, who's the next one? King Crimson. Oh, not crap whatsoever. King Missile. Crap. King Diamond. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wouldn't say it's crap. It's just something I don't relate to. I don't get it. D.D. King. Who? D.D. King. B.B. King? D.D. King. D.D. Ramon's uh, rap group. D.D. Uh, King. Artistry. Uh, not crap because it's entertaining. I don't know. <laughs> you have King's X on there. <laughs> King's X, why not? King's X uh, is that? That's uh, 
That's a is that green. Corey Corey Clark's band? King's I don't X? know. I haven't heard one King's X song in my life. <laughs> uh, I think that that King's X was like a band that this dude Corey Clark was in. who was like uh, a Detroit. He was in like Detroit new wave bands. He's the guy like on the meat. Like if you ever listen to the Meat Men. They like right. they make fun of gay people, and they're like, "Oh, uh, we're gonna meet at Corey Clark's Dude Ranch." That's um, really funny, you know. It's like it's a make fun of gay dudes. What's up, Norm? Hey, uh, Elvis Presley, the King. Uh, oh, that's crap! Come on, no. you're crapping. So he's not crap. I don't know. I don't. No, listen, crap I don't own him. any Elvis crap Presley him. records. I don't know. Ben E. King. <laughs> you know, it, Definitely not crap. I mean, he has that one song that's in that movie. All right, we just no. have a few more. Iron Maiden. Not crap. Yes. Mm. Chavez. Oh, not crap. They're good. Oh, yeah, baby. Did you see Chavez at all in the latest uh, tour? I, I never, I didn't see any of those reunion shows, but I saw them like in, you know, in the 90s. Yeah. Did you? You bastard. Yeah, no. Um, what's his, uh, Sweeney, come on. It's Matt Sweeney, yeah. He's, uh, he, does, he does yeah. the, uh, noisy for Vice things with the guitar, guitar moves. Yeah. Those yeah. are great. He, like, gets yeah, together no, with other guitar players. Like, I don't get it because I don't play guitar, but I'm, I'm sure people that play guitar love it. So. It's a lot of fun. Matt Sweeney just shows up at, like, you know, like, say, Dean Ween's house or right. something, and they play, like, guitar riffs, and they try to figure out, like, Black Sabbath riffs and stuff. It's, 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 it's a good yeah. show. Check that out on Vice.com. Uh, yeah. Really quick, couple more. Sebado. It's in the oven. It's in the oven. What's that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great album of theirs. Put it in the oven. <laughs> put it in the well, oven, we've, woman. We've yeah, kept Tony on too long. Good, yeah. This was uh, supposed to be a quick call in, honey. We're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the phone with a radio show. <laughs> Mom. Mother, Mom. Sebado. Uh, not crap. Ah, look at that. Joe Walsh. Oh, not crap. Pat Walsh. All right. There we go. There's Crap Not Crap with Tony Redman, author of New York Hardcore, Woo! 1980 to 90. Go out and buy the book on Tony, thank you so much for calling in and uh, hanging out with us. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, that was fun. Anything else uh, you want to say? Uh, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> and www.nyhcbook.com. Purchase the book. How, how would you rate this radio show? Crap or not crap? <laughs> uh, definitely not crap. Yeah, All right. oh, not crapping us. Thank you, Tony. Uh, he's he knows everything about hardcore. The book is super entertaining. It really is. It's it's fucking. It's a blast. I love oh, reading you. about that stuff. You can search for him at Jerkoff Industries. Also, for those of you at <laughs> yeah, home, of course. Yeah. Please go to jerkoffindustries.com.net. Dot, dot gov. Dot net. Come on, get it right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tony, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. All right, cool. It. No, it's fun. Anytime you want to come in here and drink beers with us, feel free. I. Uh, it sounds like it's a good time. Yeah. All right. Just All get right. get out of that Glen Coves and come over here. All right. Later. All right. Later. Thanks, later, buddy. Later. Thanks, Tony. Thanks. There he yep, is. There's, Hello. There's Tony Redman, author of uh, New York Hardcore, 1980 to 1990. What a great interview. I think that went well. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Except he hates the Clash. <laughs> I'm happy to take a break. A lot of, went south for you. A lot huh? of people hate the Clash. Let's take a quick break. Damn and them all. We'll why, why quick? Let's make it a nice long one. <laughs> long break. We'll be back in 25 minutes. Hey, this what? is Jesse Mallon. You're listening live from the Barrage. Anyway, this is Noise Show.
Anyway, this is Noise the Show. I'm Timmy Summer. There was a really great show last night down in downtown somewhere. Um, the Beastie Boys played. They were great. Reagan Youth played. They were great. Bad Brains, great, great, great. Great show. Anyway, we're going to hear something now from the Beastie Boys. This one's called Egg Raid on Mojo. They're one of New York's best. <laughs>
This is Paris Mayhew, and when I need my metal, I listen to Live from the Barrage.
Hey, this is Craig Ave from Sick of It All, native of Queens, New York. You listen to Live from the Barrage, right out of the garage. with some funny shit.
from the garage. from the barrage thank you very much everyone yeah i don't know what that right. signals means sir nice hardcore set mike <laughs> incredible hardcore set good job here dude thank you man yeah good job hey, take me Hairdo back to my youth murphy's law some uh chromax whatever early b-boys this is a great picture uh if you google harley young <laughs> You'll see this great picture of Harley from the Cro-Mags with uh, MCA. MCA looks like he's uh, my son's age in the picture. Your son's 39. My son's 39. <laughs> and has more Twitter followers. <laughs> your son's bigger than me, man. It's sad. I have to look up to your son. What a sad thing. I can't believe my son's taller than you. He's also, uh, I wish he was in the hardcore scene starting a, a band. Holy snappers, holy shit. What does he listen to? They don't listen to nothing, these kids. The soundtrack of life. You yeah, ever had those video games and those... Chuck Wand. They don't listen to nothing, these kids. Forget it. John, uh, Ryan and I were talking during the break, uh, reminding me that uh, you and I are going to see Mr. Don Rickles soon. Unbelievable. I cannot wait. wait. Tommy, that's like the nicest thing ever. I want a video of you two guys reacting to Don Rickles. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering me? <laughs> I can't, cannot wait, Tommy. It's a really nice birthday gift uh, that you got No me. problem, John. My fingers are just crossed. That You're going to have a great time. And everybody's sucking sand. You don't want to show up on time because they, uh, they have a Frank Sinatra cover band. 
for like a half an hour oh, before really? he actually comes out. Or more, more Skank time than Sinatra. <laughs> By the way, can I just point out? <laughs> Donka Shane. <laughs> I would like to point out that every Skank single one of us Sinatra. in the barrage during the break was skanking the pickle. We were. <laughs> I find no novelty with Frank Sinatra at all. We I, skanked during the whole break. I can't the, stand during it. the whole Murphy's Law song, the whole we were all skanking. Life is good. The Thor is here. We can pee again. Life is good. Skank Sinatra. <laughs> great Thor. You like the weather, everybody? Yeah, the weather's great. Fantastic. Frank Sinatra in, in all his uh, glory, skanking away. <laughs> Frank Sinatra at the A7 Club was Skank Sinatra. <laughs> we're gonna make that happen. I was reading your pill bottle, the, Tom. It's uh, the first time I ever saw your last name. I never even Oh, that's not a real thing. I had to go to, to Europe with Tommy, and they were asking for like last names off our passports. And I'm like, who the hell is that? Like, oh, shit, that's you? <laughs> Frank Sinatra and Skank Sammy Sinatra Davis Jr. Reporting for had a, flight a duty. two-tone band. <laughs> I, I like Flank's, Flank Sinatra, Flank, too. Flank Steak Natra. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Don't let him give you any of that flank steak bullshit. No, no. I'm gonna have try a ce- the London broil. I'm gonna have a celebrity restaurant with Paul Salmon and flank steaks and Paul <laughs> Salmon. Uh, keeping up with the hardcore theme, I want to Paul send Salmon a and Shark Garfunkel. You know my brother. Hit. I have a real brother. His name is not Luigi. Do you? You have a brother? Giuseppe. You have siblings? Yes. His name is Giuseppe. That's and Italian. He has a hardcore band. I want to give a little shout out. What about your uh, co- What about your cousin Wario? And their big hit. <laughs> I want to say the first, the first few lines of their big hit is true for what Tony was talking about. Stay and it's apropos. Stay forte, papa. A wife in Long Island. Wait, wait. A wife in Long Island. The funny thing is I'll that come Mario, back in a minute. Mario's I wife really does look like yeah. a queen. Melody. A house in Long Island. A wife with big tits. A dog named Rex. Two cars. Two kids. It's so clean. It's Hi. so clean. Don't bang on the bar, chief. No blacks, no reds, no browns, no Jews. I'm the real estate man, so here? I can choose what to happened? keep it clean. I don't know what's happening. I, I missed the background. Joe the in Austin, Texas, that's for you, Grand Poobas. Well, you're, you, that, that's the, your brother was in the worst band <laughs> No, it's ever. so clean was an anthem. No, that's awful. I'm sure it's, Joe in Texas no, is listening. No, it's our life. I have a house in Long Island, a wife with big tits. I had a bunny named Rex, and I have two cars and two kids. (laughs) (laughs) Are we done? I'm hungry. I'm done after that. That's really What the hell are you talking about? I had to talk about something this weekend. You know, we had such a nice show. Let's ignore it. Move on. I'm talking about what happened to me and all of us. It's happening to all of us. It's happened to Tony. What? A wife... A house in Long Island, a wife with big... Are you summarizing over here? It's our life, I'm saying. My brother's song from 1983 became our life. But wait a minute. Isn't that Only song... Ritman's isn't life. Isn't that song riddled with, like, racist comments and you just... Yeah. No, no blacks. Riddled. It's the, the, me and Tommy Kennedy's aren't married. How's that like on my Kennedy-esque life? Satirical... Oh, it's satire. Okay. Okay. See, no Jews, Don't no blacks. I'm a right. real estate <laughs> man, so I can choose to keep it clean. I think you mean chooch. Choose. Right. Please Moving tell me on. it's satire. Yeah, uh, I think it's time for Jimmy the game. Jimmy G is not a Nazi, in other words. All right, <laughs> I, I got a short game if we want to get this moving. So yeah, let's get it's, it. uh, it's no rush. Want to play me in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Off the yes, I do. Fucking post. <laughs> What's going on? What happened? What happened? What happened? I you What's had going a short on? Game. Listen, I got nothing. 
I'm, Ryan, we're I'm, waiting. I'm, I'm gobsmacked. I'm going to drink some whiskey first. Though. I'm gobsmacked. Like I'm going to go inside and get whiskey. Let's get a whiskey break. Well, there's no whiskey inside. I'm what are you talking about? You liar. There's fireball. And so I can choose. If you drink that, my wife will kill me. And you'll I'll, be sitting at home playing Nintendos. Fun. Is this suicide? Is okay, painless? I love Nintendo. <laughs> and, uh... What, what, your wife's going to be more mad at me than usual? <laughs> no, she's going to be mad at me because you're not around to get mad at. <laughs> she knows my number. Thank she you. can call me. She can yeah. bitch at me. <laughs> bitch at me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, I will not drink that. Destiny. Uh, I'm sorry. All right, Ryan, you have a game for us? Uh, yeah, I got a week? game. <clears throat> Amazing. Would love to hear it. Hold on, cheers. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. What is that, Rocco? It's Rotten House. And now, from a barrage in Queens, It has New the York, price tag on it, $23.99. Ryan Game, where we expose these smartasses for the dumbasses they really are. Here's your host, Ryan Collison. Let's move on with the game. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, Ryan. Tonight we play my favorite game. Which is? 20 seconds or less. I'm sorry, oh, 20 yay. seconds, because you don't get less time. That's what she said. 20 seconds or less. All right. Tommy, you want to be my uh, timekeeper for mm-hmm. this? Awesome. I got a stopwatch on this fancy iPhone. Yeah. Let's do it to it. Tommy keeping time. Ryan hosting the game. It's 20 seconds or less. You have to name as many things in 20 seconds, I believe. That's right. <laughs> I'm pretty I give good. Give me the category, and you tell me as many things as you can in 20 seconds. Do you know that the show has almost been on three years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're about a month April away. April 27th. We're yeah. wasting away here, man. The show will be on three years, we and have. we have less listeners than ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's we, the greatest. I finally realized my dream of being a loser in public. Escaping from reality for three hours. <laughs> I'm, I'm really okay with the way this is going. And me I'll, too. I'll keep doing I feel it as great. long as I, love I, don't, it. I, I feel really great. We're going to have commemorative three-year merch, and then we'll throw a party. I'm totally into it. Are you going to make something? I could yeah, care we'll less. Let's do a $3 t-shirt. We'll sell it online. Straight <laughs> bag. Thank you, everyone, everyone for listening. Every bun for listening. Let's get a round of applause for Yay! everyone. Yeah. Uh, All right, John, you're going to go first. All right. All right. John, in 20 seconds. Fuck the audience. Name as many neighborhoods in Manhattan as you can. Go. All right. uh, Chelsea, uh, NoHo, SoHo, um, uh, uh, fucking uh, Upper West Side, Lower East Side, Greenwich Village, uh, West Village, uh, Turtle Bay. Good one. Fucking Harlem. Um, How we doing, Tom? Time. Time's up. Midtown. Wow, you got nine. Nice. All right. Some of the ones you missed is uh, Murray Hill, Gramercy Park. A friend of mine. And Tribeca. Hell's Kitchen. And friends of Murray Kitchen. Hill. Oh, Hell's Kitchen. Where, where I was I born. I was born in Hell's right. Kitchen. I was waiting for that one. I, once you got on Lower East Side, I was thought you'd go on all the quadrants. I am drunk and not uh, paying attention. Would you have accepted Alphabet City? Yeah. yeah. I, I, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, I got nine. Out of, I got that's, nine. Wait, that's a that's lot. That's still lower. That's East Village. Now, right? every time you say that, people are like, "Oh, it's not a thing anymore." But it is. No, Alphabet City. It's still a thing. It's still a thing. Every it's time, just not. Every you, time I say that, people are like, "What are you talking about?" That's not around. Around. Now they call what, it what? Where Essex meets Avenue A. That's Alphabet yeah, City. Yeah, ABC. And to the, and to the what is that? The, 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 the east of that? Just because yeah, we don't get stabbed outside of brownies anymore doesn't mean it's not. You guys know the acronym? Don't say brownies. Mario might break into song. You guys know the acronym? Estate man, so I can choose. 
Sorry, I thought I turned on Mario's mic. mic. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I was just going to say there's an acronym for Almost Matt made it City. through the whole show without racist things. Mario and I have switched mic um, level on your, got it. On your got mixer. It. Yep. All right. I got it. Okay, go ahead, Ryan. No All right. Let, give me your phone. I'm going to let you go sure. next. Mm-hmm. All right. 20 seconds. I made this one for you, Tommy. You no, know, Lita. Fuck you, Lita. I had you in mind on this one. Okay. Uh, in 20 seconds... Name as many songs as you can that have sweet in the title. Go. <laughs> uh, here we go. Sweet Child of Mine. Sweet Caroline. Uh, sweet Surrender. Uh, sweet Little Sister. And time is up. Yeah, that's not all bad. I you got four. Enjoy that sweet. Sweet. Oh, duh. Yes, Alan. Oh, duh. Double duh. Some of the ones you missed are sweet emotion. Talk about bliss if we come for rare. Sweet, sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Let's move on, shall we? Yeah, I like hairdos too. What was that? Sweet, sweet Home Alabama. Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. What an Wasn't idiot, I am. I'm, I'm going to tank this. Sweet Child of Mine. You got? Yeah, you want to go next, one. Mike? Uh, no. All right, I'll go, I'll go with Mario then. Assassin's Frost Bean and a fucking right, bucket hair. I like Mario. your post about Aerosmith, John, by the way. In All 20 right. seconds, so so uh, John's got nine. Mario, um, Tommy has uh, four. I can't, Mario, I can't beat nine. You're up next. Name as many spaces you Hold can up. land on <laughs> in Monopoly that <laughs> do not great. have a state in the in the name. Oh, my God. Go. Go. Baltic. Park Place. Broadway. Not Mediterranean, uh, St. James. <laughs> uh, uh, come on, Mario. Come on. He's uh, talking to himself. Come on, Mario. Uh, the, uh, Reading Railroad. No, that's not a. Can they count? Reading Railroad. You can land on Don't it. help Reading him. <laughs> Time. Uh, free Time's parking. Up. I didn't know. I thought you were looking at different free, properties. Free parking. I'm the real estate I, man. No, no I specifically I said choose. spaces you can land on. Some yeah, of the ones you missed are. You said spaces you can land on. That was an oddball question, right? I, I liked it. Well, I that's the problem. Was, uh, you could have ran wild on that one. Get with it. Community. You did good, though. You did good. You got chance. six. You did good. You did good. Waterworks and the electric company. Here come the electric company. give you the power. <laughs> All right, Mike, by default. Go to you jails. You have to go. Ready? In 20 seconds, name as many synonyms as you can. Oh, fucking God. All right, go ahead. A synonym of what, though? Enjoy the free being pass being drunk. Go. go. Inebriated, shithoused, intoxicated, fucked up, um, loose-legged, um, washed. <laughs> it's only five. I, I don't I know, accept that. No, you don't that. get that one. All right, fine, 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 fine. Uh, that's it. That looks like you got more time. Go. go. Oh, 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 all right. Shut up, Mario. I'll give him some extra seconds. Wait a second. Wait a second. All right, I give him a timeout. Wait. What happened? Did what, the buzzer was no good. No, you get five extra seconds. All right, I'm gonna reset. You're gonna get five seconds. So ready? I'll go tell you. Go for it. One, two, three, go. Drunk. Nope, that's not a synonym for drunk. Oh, it's not. Oh, you said drunk? Okay, I didn't see the title. Um, <laughs> that's five. Um, wow. Weed it up. Yeah, that's weed. That's weed. How many did you get? Sorry. You got five. That's not bad. You got five. Not bad. Soused, shithoused. I looked at the... Snookered. You know what it was? I looked behind Plastered. Tommy and I saw the picture and I was like, eh, this, this. I was going to say all of us, actually. <laughs> once you once you X'd out one, I was going to say Hulahand, <laughs> Rockstar, Howls. Dovey's on the chat box saying, fuck lorded. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, I got so fucked lorded last night. Fucking, hey, how did I get home? Floored, did you say tanks? I could have, I could add so many more. I thought you would have killed it. I drank seven beers. Is Conan really? Yes, next week. That hey, everybody, next week we're gonna have Conan, Conan Neutron, live in the studio. Not since Kasuga, and also. He's also I'm bringing someone else, isn't he, John? Uh, Brenna Betts is radio partner, who's a lovely woman. Yep. She a was uh, interacting with us on woman. social media tonight. A lovely girl. Oh. I'm going to have to uh, get dressed up for this. <laughs> Fancy woman. Wear your best. You wear your Sunday best. Am because- I getting a calzone? Yes, you should. A celebrator with yeah, candles he, in it. He requested one. I will, Hi. I will get the calzone, but you gentlemen will have to give me reparations. We Conan will be here in the each. studio. We're going to show him what, what radio is all about. Is We're going to do our best to uh, keep a handle on that fuck. It's going to be fun. He actually emailed me and asked me if I was coming, and I fucking completely forgot to respond to him because I'm terrible at doing that. You know, I take a lot of audience emails, and uh, the one thing people hate is Conan Neutron. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just made that. Speaking up. of no, synonyms for drunk, I'm actually I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to explain publicly that he did email me, Hi. and I'm terrible at responding to personal emails. I'm me too. At responding to business emails, right? Um, so personal emails, I kind of like throw to the side. I hate to put things in writing because if I say the wrong thing, it can be held against me. Like fuck these guys or something terrible like that. You say bad shit. But, about so Conan, fun. if you're listening, Conan, if you're listening, Conan's pop- gonna come in. He's gonna announce. Uh, um, I think we're gonna. He's gonna try have to- his own brew, brew, beer. Be on Nope Radio, which will be uh, a radio collective, and we'll be off be this here? live stream stuff. Will you be here, sir? What's that? Well, what was the answer? Will you be here? Uh, it's up to John, really. Oh, it's well, not up to me. You have to get permission. I just be here up. whenever you like, sir. Sir, uh, sir. I like Listen, that. I it, it sounds like a crowded house. Yeah, so I will show up late with a. It does sound like a crowded house. I mean, especially if he's coming I, with two people. I will take a Come. back seat to Conan any day. Well, here, dude, you know. No, no, no. You can just show up whenever you like. You come ahead. I, 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 I showed up here Wednesday. Nobody was home. <laughs> 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 He's breaking through the house. No, I'm serious. Like, you know, I don't know. Am I supposed to text you or something every, well, you, every week? I don't know. Well, you know, you should text me at least, you know, occasionally as a friend or something. You know, that's. Oh, that's, oh yes. You guys hang right. out every week. Don't. Come on now. I no, haven't, I haven't we, seen John know, in months which, you know, other than here. No, we haven't hung out. We haven't really been See texting. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't. We haven't all communicated right, so at all. That's a good time to start. That's fine. But it, nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, We're exactly. moving on. But wait a minute. But next week you should be here. You should bring a calzone. I'm coming late with the calzone. Hold on a minute. There's not enough microphones for all of us. No, he's not talking. Yes, there are. I will stop talking. Microf- uh, Mario will it. sit in the back, and then I could care done. less about this radio. He'll show. He'll cater it. That's still all you guys. Listening to N O P E, Nope Radio. Streaming live on the internet work 24 hours a day All right, at well, noperadio.com. Nope. Stay tuned for more rock and roll audio pleasures. That was That's one of the worst wow. mixed things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I I think whoever did that is terrible. I think that's my fault. Yeah, it, well, whoever's fault Harry, it is. We're going to sick you on that. Well, over, what right? I was going to say was, yeah, the game is over. John Hulhan won. The game's over? No, we're going to go one more time around. Oh, okay. Well, let me, yeah. let, me, let me go back to what I was going to say. There's there isn't enough mics. If if Conan brings a, a guest, that only you're on the mic. Don't worry about it. You, I'm you not worried. Carte blanche. Wait a minute. But you mean if Pat's here? Yeah, right. I'm, you're I'm on. counting. I'm, Don't worry, Conan. No I, one wants to hear from me. They could share a mic. I could steal some mics from work. Alternate. Yeah, bring another We don't mic. have enough interfaces. We'll see uh, what happens. I could bring a little mixer too if we can set that we up. We don't need anything. Listen, Every- I'll come late. I'll give my concert of the day. Spilled my whiskey all over it. And then I will just. Don't you know, there's a reason why you put your paper in plastic. You're I just saw dick. that. Listen. 
asshole. We do, we have limited whiskey. We're running low, and you're spilling it. I brought the limited whiskey. I shall spill it, sir. You spilled whiskey last night too. I was. Don't with, use my news. Last night. I was last week. Out of here. Get. All right, Ryan. What's the yeah, next? Ryan, please. What's the next save us? category, please. Back to you, John. Uh, he puts the whiskey like right on time, my computer. Timer ready. Hold on. Oh, we, we're doing another round. Though. One more yeah, round of man. this, yeah. So uh, enjoy that free pass, ass. Let's, let's recap the score. John's got nine. Uh, Tommy, you got four. Mario, you got five, and and Mike, you have six. I think, right? The other way around. Actually, oh, it's the other way around. Yeah. Right, Mario has six, and Mike has five. I have five. five. That's pretty good. That's pretty tight. Uh, there we go. John, give John like Ethiopian capitals or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I got something like that. John, you fucks. In, in 20 seconds, name as many countries as you can that start with the letter S. All right. Go. Somalia. Um, <laughs> Spain. Uh, Saskatchewan. Is that a country? You're crazy. Keep it going. Stop ringing the bell for yourself. South America. Hello? That's not a country oh, either. Right. Totally I'm is. I'm from this country. Keep I talk going. like this. Shut he's up. Got, he's got two. Yeah. I'll give him extra seconds. Uh, Swahili. Yes. No. No. That's a language. Fuck you. Time. I'm from this country. I talk I, it like this. You guys are fucking me on no, purpose. I kicked ass in the I first round. I fuck you. I gotta say, yeah. The, 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 it's you, bullshit. We gotta, let you go, we gotta give him Two quiet. Whoever the, whoever's yeah, going, Mario, you gotta give him silence. Stop. Shut your mouth. Uh. Two weeks ago, we guessed Sweden both times when we played that game at the... At the Woodlock what about House. Scandinavia? Sweden. That's, that's not a oh, yeah. After the fact, asked, everyone's a genius. Yeah, yeah, I was asking. I was, I was trying to Sweden, help you. Sweden is Sweden, great. Right. Yeah. Some of the ones you missed you. were uh, Slovenia, Slovakia, South Africa. I don't need help. I need silence. Yeah. Okay. You want Do we have an extra category for John? Yeah, we'll we give, can, him another, give him another. No, go yeah. ahead. Fuck Come it. On. I don't give a shit. Go ahead. You're still up with eleven. What I get? Four? You got no. You, you got, got two. Two on that one. Two. Two. That's why we're trying to help you. All right. I want to stop. Stop helping. Helping is not working, obviously. Two. Two. All right, Tommy. Two. Join me each Saturday at two. Two. (laughs) I was trying to get Saturday morning. God damn it. If I have to come out of one more. Is Don on the phone? Get me me Don on the phone, god damn it. If I have to come out of one more goddamn dog death dedication into an up-tempo number. (laughs) Where are those pictures I wanted to see? Is Don on the phone? Get me Don on the phone, please. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, Tommy, in 20 seconds, <coughs> name as many characters in Pulp Fiction as you can. Hey, Tommy, I'm trying to help you. Uh, Bill, go. Steve, Phil. Uh, I didn't uh, clock. Uh, uh, let's just talk every... Uh, uh, uh. Tommy's the one guy that didn't do it to you. <laughs> uh, well, I don't care. You can talk over me any time. Right, let's go while we're young. Uh, I fucking don't remember. He can't one. name one Pulp Mr. Fiction Mr. character. Mr. Black, Mr. Mr. Blue, Black. Mr. Red, Mr. Green. <laughs> That's Reservoir Dogs, you moron. <laughs> I would never have, except for the guy, uh, Tiberius or whatever his name yeah. is. The dude with the mouth gag. Vincent Vega, Marcellus Wallace. Hey, give us one to John. Jules. Yeah, I got, I got <laughs> Bruce zero. Willis. Got zero on that. <laughs> yeah. You are eliminated from the game, Tommy. Oh. Thank you for playing. Thank you for nothing. For those of you at home, uh, Mario is is using a, a squeeze bottle to pour shit into a shot it, glass. Squeeze oh, bottle, gang. He's got like an eyedropper full of whiskey. My that mic he's... is off. I can't hear myself. You can you're, hear, on. you're on. We can hear you. We can hear you. It's spill-proof. Change headphones. It's spillproof. Not that it matters at this point. Mario, you're up next. All right, Mario. I'll take fine art. In yeah, 20 seconds, <laughs> name as many Come on, fine arts. famous redheads as you can. Go. Lucy. Lucy who? Good uh, enough. Lucy. It's good enough. Lucy, the redheaded girl in Charlie Brown. 
Nope. The little red-headed red 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 girl. That's right. Yeah, that right. counts. Yeah. Um, Bozo. Good. Uh, red-headed. Uh, the red-headed. Uh, carrot Top. Good. Uh, and then there was... Uh, Bridget Nielsen. No. Yeah, no she's blonde. No. Time. Time. Time's up. You got four. You got four. Is he though? You one got more, you got more, ten on that Izzy. one. That would have put you in the <laughs> top. Stra- Axel Rose, total yeah, redhead. Rose. You are eliminated from the know. game, Mario. Thank you for playing. Oh, really? I thought Mario was in contention. I was one below you, Captain. Mike, Mike Howells. Sweden, Sweden. I'm not. Have we ever right. said Mike Howells on the air? I don't Mike, I'm just gonna Am give it to you. I don't want to play. No, stop. I got to fire this one off. Do we both get to go? No, this is just Mike. Okay. All right. Here we go. In 20 seconds, name as many movies as you can that have at least four sequels. Go. Poltergeist. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it does. Uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> the Exorcist? Yes. Um... <laughs> Oh uh, um, shit! Too the the shitting. Um, uh, vacation, yes, National Lampoon yes, yes, vacation. Right. Yes, Come go. on, um, four of those. Four and a half. Shit! You don't mess me up with the four and a half. Um, fucking hell. Jake um, Poltergeist. <laughs> I'm out. That's it. Uh, That's some of Poltergeist screwed me. <laughs> Are we tied? So I'm no, not sure. No, I'm, I'm out. I give you extra yeah. time, by the way. Uh. Rocky. Some of the ones what you missed Rocky? were Police Academy, Rocky. Back yes. to Boner Beach, uh, Alien, oh, Rocky, Star Wars, Friday, no, the third, no. Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, oh, I, there were six of them already. I didn't think the prequels counted, so they I counted, counted them yeah, out. It, well, anything in the franchise, right? Okay, yes. I see. I see. My, I'm not. I'm not arguing. What else? Uh, Bas- Karate Kids, Basket <laughs> Case, Silent oh, Night, oh, Deadly oh, Night. Nothing's gonna ever keep me down. Halloween. Oh, I can't believe oh. I missed Halloween. Police Academy. He said that. I said Police Academy. Yes. Halloween. Uh, and 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 I, I want to get credited for Halloween because it's okay. my favorite movie franchise oh, uh, of all Friday, time. Uh, really? Uh, Nightmare on yes. Elm Street. All the horror movies, probably. It's yeah. it's not that it's my favorite. It's the one that scares me. Here's a fun fact: I've never Still seen into any my of those late 30s. movies. Really? I've never seen a single one. You got to stay up movies. late and watch those Halloweens. I think Mike and I have tied. Let's call it a tie. Dirty hat. No, you actually no, you win. Won. Yeah, won. let's you call won. it a tie. No, you, you won. Know. You won. Oh, really? Don't hurt Mike's feelings. John wants. He won. He won. He won fair and square. Yeah, you know. He wants to lend his winningness. You, you don't make the rules. I make the rules. John Houlihan, congratulations. Drink, you drink, drink, drink. The winner of the 134th annual Ryan game. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. That's it's show round. 118, I believe. <laughs> Why does uh, Faz Riazi or whatever his name is want to cry all the time? <laughs> He's a big crier. That was that was frightening. Thank you. I think I'm tied with Mike, but you, you guys can say you're tied. You're tied with me for awesomeness. <laughs> no, I can never tie you with that. Yeah, you can. I love you. I love you too. Let's let's make out. I was just about to say let's make like out. That. And Mike Orlick, <laughs> I'll, I'll meet you over here. <laughs> Godzilla we twenty nine. Like make a date. We'll just be like right. we're Tommy. Here Tommy, do you have some news for us? I do I, indeed? I do. Oh, fuck! I forgot about this shit. <laughs> let's, let's make it. Let's, let's make it quick. I got only two, three stories. So. All right, here's What's Tommy. Sorry? Do we have? With do we news. not have poker tonight? Do we yeah. Have well, we, I don't know if anyone's gonna show up. All right, because I'm wondering why nobody's beating down the fucking yeah, door. Good questions. You didn't send out the email. You didn't send out the text message. Tommy Rockstar's bullshit. This all right, guy. here's Tommy Rockstar with the news. What's in the news, Tommy? All right, all right, all right. So this one's all right, uh, all right, all right. Dateline out of Iowa's 
in what can only apparently be described as a heavy metal monkey knife fight. Oh, I like the way this is going already. <laughs> Slipknot guitarist Mick Thompson was stabbed in the head during an apparent altercation with his own brother early Wednesday morning outside the musician's home in Iowa. Yeah. you got to layer the slayer. Hold on. I actually happen to know this story. Um, terrible lead-in headline, because there's not a heavy metal <laughs> monkey knife fight. Mick Thompson. <laughs> on, heavy metal monkey knife fight. Heavy, uh... Mick Thompson is tremendous. Is he? I can't even imagine what his brother must be like yeah. to, to get the knife into the head. Dude, listen to the story. It's crazy. The 41-year-old musician and his brother, Andrew, 35, were transported to a local hospital with serious but non-life-threatening in injuries, according to police. Quote, neither individual was very cooperative, said uh, local police chief Michael Venema. Uh, Venom rules. <laughs> you wild Metal man. Wild. You two guys are wild. Uh, quote, our detectives will be following up as soon as their medical situation allows us to. Both Thompson brothers appear to be intoxicated at this time. No shit. Uh, oh, that's what I meant to bring up. Oh, Venema and... <laughs> Venema. Yeah. That's, I think I had one of those when I was constipated once. Venema. I had the Venema picture disc. Hell yeah! <laughs> I think Kronos' hairline is so Venema. Okay! <laughs> okay. Venema added the, uh, that police were dispatched at 4.30 a.m. after a call from inside the home. Mustache beard! <laughs> the, the, pro, the preliminary investigation suggests that the fight began indoors but carried out to the front yard where cops found the pair. Multiple, uh, are you going to pee on me? Multiple levels of What's going on over here? There are. It's Holy the shit, John Houlihan has left the station. <laughs> Slipknot, right Slipknot is supposed to resume its tour for their latest album, Point Five, colon, The Grey Chapter. Uh, that's on, that's in honor of Paul Gray, right. the bass player who died. That's what it says. It says on April 25th, but now it's unclear how Thompson's injuries will affect the schedule. It's the first album since the death of original bassist Paul Gray in 2010. The quote new metal band formed in Iowa in 1996, uh, with Thompson joining the group a year later. A representative for the band's label, Roadrunner Records, declined to comment. Uh, you know what? I'll say what I say. One thing about Slipknot, and this has nothing to do with anything pertaining to the story. Sure. I saw them in about ninety-seven. I'm sorry, ninety-eight. No, no, no. Don't be sorry. There was like thirteen guys on the band in the band, right? And when like seven of them were playing at once, and the other like five or six guys that weren't playing, we're like Bobo from Avail, just like hanging out. They were beating the shit out of each other on stage, like, <laughs> full on, like full on punching each other in the face. I, I at, at first I thought the masks were padded. Right. Because they were beating, <laughs> they were beating the hell out of each We're other. padded masks. Listen, uh, I got something to tell you. You're gonna be surprised. I'm not. I don't hate on Slipknot. I like. What do you think of that? I like Slipknot. What do you think of that? Do you think I'm a big sour ass when it comes to that no, shit? No, I don't. I just. I, I'm, I'm not no surprised. I think those guys are probably nice guys. What do you think of that? I've 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 met a few of them. Yeah, real nice. They're stabbing their brothers in the head. They were in that Conan bit, which is great. The Slipknuts. <laughs> I've met a few. <laughs> of them. They went along with that. Super nice people. Um, as as human beings, like off the masks and all that crap, but the fact that the, what it, it, the allure for me was, you know, you six aren't playing. All right, step into the front of the stage and just pound the crap it's out so of each crazy. other. It's I'm so like, crazy. It's weird. This is awesome. <laughs> like this is fucking. How many of you out there are into older women? <laughs> <laughs> All right, or clown-looking women. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like, we're into that. Well, it's funny you say that, because our next story is out of Florida's. Where yesterday well, Florida is the penis of America. <laughs> it really is. 
After this story, you won't. <laughs> who, who? I think it was John Stewart called America's Wang. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to. <laughs> America's very well hung, by the way. Yeah, it is. You got to watch this uh, movie called Florida Man. What's that about? It's about 45 minutes long. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> it's about 45 minutes long. It's about 45 minutes long. That's the synopsis. <laughs> How they stretch it out to an hour and a half, I never figure out. It's just this dude. He's walking around like a skateboard They play in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they're going to do the Izzy documentary. You know, and the, the problem is, you could do this anywhere with any amount of people, but this guy just tapes guys from Florida. <laughs> just being Floridian? Just being Floridian. It's called Florida, man. Oh, I got to check that it's, out. It's definitely worth watching. It's fascinating. I mean, well, it's, you know. speaking of which, yesterday, law enforcement officials in Panama City Beach uh, went to TV to speak out against the local church called the Tabernacle that had been operating some kind of strange nightly event. That doesn't sound like a church at all. Yeah, well, listen to the story. Weird. For young people, that uh, struck them as not sufficiently church-like. Now the owners of the church might be forced to pay property tax and deal with an investigation into their religious practices. The church uh, is called the Life Center, a spiritual community, but it's been operating as a church organization called the Tabernacle. The event that drew ire from local enforcement uh, is called Amnesia, referred to in online incarnations as Spring Break Amnesia. Or- Amnesia is my favorite uh, Tony Rittman hardcore band. Yeah. I was actually, I saw Tabernacle at Hammerhead <laughs> in 1989. You know, there's a there's a big club there's a big club in Atlanta called the Tabernacle. So this really? all makes sense. That yeah. all makes sense. It's like the Roseland of, of Atlanta. I now it all makes sense. Not. Well, this is how bad brands play the Tabernacle in in Panama City Beach. I bet you they have, which is a popular destination for Spring Break activities. Tabernacle. According to sources, the quote-unquote church, which currently enjoys not having to pay taxes, has been hosting naked paint parties and something called Slumber Party Sundays with, quote, the sexiest ladies on the beach. I need to go well, to church again. Like, you know, this this non-taxing church. I could Tomorrow I could start the ch- church of Tommy Rockstar and Hairdo, right? Right. Where we just oh, worship well, like, Tommy like, Rockstar I like where this is going. <laughs> and we could just do whatever we want and not get taxed. Yeah, it's crazy. It's bullshit. But now apparently they'll have to pay taxes on the property. The Church of Fonzie. Where the fuck is hairdo? <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy? It's great. <laughs> I don't know who this person is, but I, <laughs> he's got some problems. He wants to I know. Like it. <laughs> Looks like the Phoenix Splash. <laughs> the, the Tabernacle, which caters to college students on vacation, has caught attention of one of more, of more than just the party seekers ever Sir. since ATMs and a banner promoting naked drinking appeared out front. <laughs> Uh, according Looks to like local we've police, got the diamond dust. <laughs> the church, which is owned by, I'm drunk. That shit's still funny. <laughs> the, the church, owned by Marcus Q. Bishop. <laughs> What's his middle name? Quagmire. <laughs> Marcus Q. Fireball, former pastor of the Faith Christian Family Church. Uh, uh, officials said that the club had been engaging in activities un- unbefitting of the church. Mr. Bishop, the bishop, could not be reached this week for comment. There we go. Mr. Bishop, how ironic. Yeah, I think you're right. Marcus Q. Bishop, it's a little of a fake name going on there. The problem with religion is we could start any religion we like. The religion of football helmets. Right, whatever. I'll I'll meet you guys here on Sunday. The Church of Chooch. Our Lady of Perpetual Football Helmets. (laughs) (laughs) Look at in Whitestone. Man, I hate them Illinois Nazis. (laughs) I belong to Cock, Church of Chooch. Oh, wow. (laughs) Church of Chooch. 
Well, what about the pastafarians? That's a real thing. Out there yeah. zapping rats and roaches and making sure your kids don't drink piss from the. Well, that's why I don't. That's why I'm not a big fan of the bad brains because of the whole Jah Church of crap. Oh, yeah, you know, pastafarians. It bores me. It bores me. That is. Yeah, I'm truth. more into the Murphy's Law of worshiping the bomb. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. These that's are more my, yeah. more my people. You know, I can't see Jesus, but I could see the bong. They, you Rich just walked Jesus. in. You Jesus got poker is in tonight. a plant. Well, I have uh, I have one last story here. This is out of uh, Akron's Ohio. Correct, Akron. All right. The last story. <laughs> Correct, uh, Tron, bro. Akron police apparently have quite a mess on their hands. Officers are searching for a suspect. Akron they, police have quite a mess on their hands. <laughs> Come on, i got to write it, don't I? <laughs> Uh, officers there are searching for a suspect they say has defecated on 19 parked cars oh, in this suburban guy. Akron. He's a serial shitter. Oh, I saw a picture of this guy <laughs> shitting on the car. Really? Again, a big fan. In the car or on the car? <laughs> Rich. Uh, on the hood. The uh, bowel-moving bandit, uh, as they call him. <laughs> strikes. I love your alliteration. <laughs> alliteration, that's a good The bowel-moving bandit from Boise, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Does the moving offset the alliteration? Or? <laughs> If he could shit on a moving car, he's more of my hero. <laughs> it's a drive-by pooping. The bowel-moving bandit strikes between 4 and 6 a.m., legend has it. Uh, on, on Wednesday morning, a, recent, uh, uh, a resident uh, caught the suspect on film. She set up a camera after the seventh time, this poor woman, the seventh time that someone had pooped on her car while it was parked in her driveway. One man said that the Why didn't she just like stay up later? I don't know. She catch him. She got to put up a camera. Oh, I'm so tired. I got to go to work. I'd be I'd be up there every night ca- trying to catch a pooper. I'd be with a fucking crossbow. I put a fucking dart through that guy's heart. Fucking hell. One man said, "Kill that, that guy." Believe yeah. me, that guy. The that'd be the yeah, she last. Was thing he did. She was wiped she out. She was wiped out. Wiped out. Very good, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, thanks, Rich. Rich showing up for poker with the big line. Yeah. <laughs> one man said that the exterior defecator. So if it only takes one poop for me to stay up all night on my roof with a crossbow. <laughs> yeah, run outside. Does it really? Run I will put. That's weird. That's weird. You take a poop and stay up all night on your roof with a crossbow. Well, that's normal. Wow. But if someone was messing with me, we well, had a serial fire starter in my neighborhood one year. Really? That's not cool. And then I kept. Getting closer and closer to find out who it was, and, after and then a while, the big twist ending is it's you. <laughs> no, but I was a suspect because I kept showing up at the You're fucking. You're always fire. a suspect. You are, man. Chucho Marone solve it another case. Yeah. Chucho, Chucho always returns to the scene of the crime. <laughs> what are we gonna show that One video? Man, listen. I, I sent him the flyer. One man said that the exterior defecator has struck his car six times and has even smeared it all over his hood, his door handles, gas tank cover, windshield, and mirrors. Dude, I'd be out there all night on my roof with fucking camouflage, ninja shit, face paint, face paint. I'd cover myself and get a bush on your head. I just want to know, uh, does he wipe standing up or sitting <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Actually, I bet you he's a stander. We don't want him on our exactly. <laughs> don't don't yeah, sounds wait. like standard behavior to me. Get on the microphone. Yeah, get on the mic. Get on the microphone, Rich. We can't hear you. Yeah. You really must step up, Rich. That would be fucked up if he did, Rich. I agree. Poli- Nobody can see your face. Don't Come lump all, all the standards in with yeah, degenerates. Guys who shit on hoods. Come on. I, I know what you guys are all about. <laughs> People Poli- who can stand and wipe are the kind of guys that can run and wipe. I know what goes on. <laughs> we used to have an old roadie in our band. And he used to be like, if you spread them wide enough in the forest, you don't need any toilet paper. 
Four yeah, to that's six. gross. What if you're not near a forest? What happens? <laughs> or if you're in a hood of a car. <laughs> <laughs> Police released a map that shows all the places where the man is hit. <laughs> it's a sh- map of... It's great. Well, the poop emoji cons. The cops have nothing to do but make a map of where a guy is making duties. <laughs> What's the icon on that map? It's the emoji con for poop with a little smiley face on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're so tanked. Uh, who could fa- this man who could face uh, misdemeanor criminal mischief or criminal damaging tar- damage charge? Criminal shit stiff. <laughs> so far, none of the drop vi- the toilet paper, sir. <laughs> Nobody gets hurt. So far, none of the victims have been able to recognize the man in the photos. But Akron police said Thursday that the department has received about a dozen tips about the identity of the man. No arrests have been made so far, but police are following up on the leads, hoping to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Let's get to the bottom. The, bo- the bottom. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the crime scene yeah. is like analyzing the poop. There's corn in here. Find out who bought corn recently. Dude, I wish someone would poop my car two days in a row. Akron I police. To get aggression you know out. Be careful what you wish for, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Akron police have uh, asked the public for help. If you have any information, please call Akron police at 718-577-2716. And that's I the confess. news. Oh, there he is. Nice We're going to be getting all these Tommy. false tips. <laughs> There's the news with Tommy Rockstar. Look out for the serial pooper. What's that, Tom Sharpling? You think I'm a funny guy? You're funny. You're a funny guy. Thank you, Tom. You're funny. You're a funny guy. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think that's a. That's a I think sh- that's it. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Wrap it up, B. Next week, I'll take Conan. It. I'll see you here. What? Next week, I'll next, see Conan. Yeah, set up the guest next week, John. We're I love ready. that you think you're invited. <laughs> now I'm not even invited. No calzone for you. He's a calzone <laughs> caterer. And Mario, by the way, you better go to wherever um, um, Lotto's or wherever that place is and get the $22 one. Don't go cheap. <laughs> oh, Ma- Mario, stars Mario, there's a place in Beach, Beechhurst, which is like Whitestone, called Tony's. Yeah, it's right by the white, uh, the old wall bounds, right? You know there. what I'm talking about? I know. I I shop there. I'll get. He's it. got great like food and stuff, you know. So my brother and uh and my father-in-law Bobby go to uh they go to lunch there a lot. All and, right. Uh, so the, uh, he goes, "What do you want for lunch?" I right go, "I'm not hungry." Avenue. I said, "You know what? Give me like a you know an Italian sandwich, like the Godfather, whatever it is." That's you know, the place I go to. That place has the best fucking sandwiches in the world. They brought this great sandwich home with like the mortadelle and the fucking. Every the case of each, the Genoa's case of each. It was beautiful. It was fucking beautiful. Like so, it. so they cut it in half, but they kind of cut like they cut it like in a twenty, thirty percent, seventy percent. So I ate the thirty percent. I put the other seventy percent in the fridge. I didn't take it. I know this is gonna wear. I know where it's gonna end. I know where it's gonna end. The uh, so last night we come home and like I like I told you, Ryan, we came home early from the gig. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where the fuck is this sandwich? I can't find the sandwich. I looked in the fridge like 50 times like a maniac, like turning everything over. Cannot find the sandwich. I'm like, <laughs> it's somebody, under your couch. Somebody took my fucking sandwich. It's under Mario's couch. <laughs> fucking pissed off. I can't believe it. It's this beautiful, like, giant hero <laughs> Italian sandwich. sandwich. Sounds Dude, like a case for two It's like, the, you know, you... Instead of eating dinner, you just take two bites of this fucking Italian sandwich, and you're good. It's, it's, it's the best fucking sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I've, it, Great. In Cherry Valley? So it beats Cherry Valley. Whoa. It's, it's beats, different. It's beats different Cherry than Cherry Valley. Valley. Yeah, really? Cherry what Valley what is more of like a, you can get anything in Cherry Valley. Yeah, this place, you get just like one yeah. or two You go to Cherry things. Valley when you want it deep fried. I'm glad you this know this place, Mike. Yeah, Tony's Beach I was there. I want to hear the rest of the story. What happened? I was there on Tuesday, by the way. What happened is that I've... I, I narrowed it down to a bunch of scenarios, and none of them worked out. So I go, you know, I, I remember wrapping up the sandwich and like taking out the like the the crap that fell out of the first 
third of the sandwich and throwing it in the garbage and wrapping up the the new seventy five percent of the sandwich. God, and I go, I had to put it in the fridge, right? It's like soaking through the bag already with the oils it. and the vinegar. I love it. That's the best way to have it. Go ahead. So what'd you do? You ate it out of the garbage. You're right. Oh, <laughs> you threw it out. I went outside. It was oh, the raccoon area. Did you, did you it was in the outside the garbage. And I said, That's you know, commitment. let me That's take a commitment. look. I saw the brown paper bag. I go, motherfucker. I threw it in the garbage by accident. The whole 70% remaining? The wait, whole 70%. Se- I took it out of the 70%. bag <laughs> in front of my kids and my wife and some other stunard kid who was over hanging out. <laughs> I go, well, they get, they're like, eat it. Eat it. <laughs> oh, they're cheering you on. I, I fucking you're hate like, that Don't shit. do this, kids. I hate it right out of the garbage. Yeah. Kids think you're a Listen, hero. it was wrapped up, kind of. Hero and hero. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot fresher than it would have been in the indoor garbage. I took yeah. three bites. The rest of it's in my fridge. I can eat that shit later. I'm going to eat that shit later. <laughs> I'll be right back. To don't touch my Tony Whoosh. sandwich. <laughs> Listen, I, I-, I went outside and opened up the garbage, took wow. a sandwich out of it, brought it inside the house, and ate it. John Hulahan, dumpster no diver. No problem with that. You know, this time of year, nature, outdoors, are they, are is they, the best refrigerator they, ever. They put the right amount of oil and vinegar on oh it. Oh, my God. It was so good. Fucking awesome. Oh, you guys get me so, so hungry right now? It was perfect. You know, that's my favorite food. It's like a six-foot hero. Because <laughs> I have no, like, taste buds. <laughs> One of my favorite foods that is sandwich a six-foot is hero. the best. I know. Marone called me. He's like, chooch, chooch, my sandwich is missing. <laughs> you got to go to that place for breakfast. That place got oh, yeah, great good breakfast. By the way, Mario and I and Ryan are working on a movie, uh, the Chooch and Ramon movie. Just the trailer. It's a tease. I want to see this. Yeah, I'm the bad guy. We shot it two weeks ago. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to see this for sure. Our, our children shot it for us. They're, they're directing this. John, I just sent you the graphic, by the way, last night, so you should have it. What's my character's name again? Yes, I saw that a week late. Yeah, I, got it. I have a new prop for the movie. Look at this. First, I'm happy. <laughs> it's, it's a big then Nazi symbol. Me. <laughs> then he punches me and I do. That's great. That's great, Mary. That's great. All right. Thank I you, everyone. Great from radio. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for having us. For those of you who can't Hi. see, I have Mario's big teeth. Google DRI, and we'll see you next week with uh, hey, Conan Neutron. Leave DRI out of this. <laughs> DRI has nothing to do with this. I, I, you know, I can't wait for Conan to be in here because whatever. Ah. He's going to talk it's his gonna ass gonna off. I can't wait. No, it's going to be hats off to Larry and fuck him. I can't wait for so him. Conan, if you can't take the heat, stay out of San Francisco. <laughs> I am going to fucking mess you up, uh, Conan. I love you, buddy. I can't wait for that calzone. I'm getting a big hero from Tony's now. Hey, what's up, buddy? Dude, that place is fucking... That 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 sandwich is mint. Yeah. You got to come in from the side. You can't even come in from the front. We really should sandwich. get a six-foot hero for him, Mary. I'll throw down for that. Let's get a big hero for him. Tom, are you hungry? You wanna, yeah. Let's go get something to let's eat. Let's go get something to eat, yeah. All right. Well, we're all manja, manja. We're all going to go get something to eat. Thank you, Tony Rettman. Uh, go buy the book New York Hardcore. Yeah. 1980 to 1990. That's on points.com And also, The Independence, great band. Joey Ramone's backing band. Uh, produced by Joey Ramone. Go seek them out on the Facebooks and the Twitters, and we'll see you next let's go, week. Let's go out to this. Peace. With Conan Neutrons. What, you got something? A little something. Good. Play us out, Mike. Good night. Good night. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. It's only 20 seconds. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening.
See you next week.